Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Recorded live. Hey, Ella. Is that Ella? I'm trying to unmute you. It's not working. I don't think anything. Is that you, Ella? Hello, Oregon. Hi. Hi. Well, it's me and you, kid. <laughs> Just me and you so far. Just me and you so far. That's that's um, fine. If people don't... Well, no. If The only reason I started this was if um, people... I just noticed that I seem to feel better after after the calls, and I thought, well, since I feel better after the calls, if, if I don't fall asleep, um, then maybe a call in the morning would help us get our day going better, you know, because some of us have a lot of trouble during the day. Now, if, yeah, especially if, in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if people yeah. don't feel the need, that's fine, and I won't do the call. It's not, you know, I just feel you yeah. don't need it. That's all. If it, if we just have to it. announce it. Maybe is it can I announce it on Saturday? Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think it is it important. Last night, then I didn't. That the guy yeah. last night was great. Who is that guy? I don't know. He emailed me. He's great. He's just like so many of other of those great um, uh, military ex military guys. You know, he reminds me of Gary. Uh, he kind of taught in his email. He 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 writes and sounds a lot like Gary Casbaum from Oregon. Uh, not Oregon. I'm sorry. From Canada, uh-huh. yeah, he just reminds me of like a good, good, uh, you know, military guy. He is really great. He's really nice. He sounded he was very like, lovely. He sounds like um, like Brian Two's little brother. <laughs> yeah, like a little bit. Yes, he did. And Brian's military <clears throat> too, but Brian can be a little uh, extreme, you know. He can <laughs> be tough. Yeah. I remember I had him on. I had him on a call, and he was wonderful. But I tried to ask his question, and he yelled at me. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you don't interrupt Brian. He's busy. No, he's busy with his theories. You know. Yes, he's busy with his, and he wants to deliver it the way he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he covers it. You don't even need to ask questions mm-hmm. to him. He'll get it covered. So. Yeah. You know. So. Bless his heart. Yeah, I just don't. For me, it doesn't it doesn't feel good to hear someone say, um, uh, "This is going to happen till the day you die," or yeah. you're insane, or you're going to go and be. And, and I, you know, I don't think their goal is to make us into a weapon. I think their goal is to shut us down. And yeah. um, and when he said that the other, he said that he was on my call last Friday, and um, he said that, and it's like. Nah. It seems to be a running theory in that bonus. Yeah. I know. That's not very positive well, at all. Well, we don't and know, you know if that's and, true. And we don't know if that's true. You're right. We don't no. know that at all. I didn't sleep at all last night. I'm just, 
What happened? It just kept me up all night. There must be a button. Must be a frequency to say stay awake. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just can't there. sleep. Yeah. And and I took enough medication to kill a horse. <laughs> yeah. I took like twenty five milligrams of um melatonin. I mean it's all kind of it's nothing too crazy, of course. Well, I took so much melatonin and I took Trazodone, I took NyQuil. I took um a CBD pill, which is like a derivative. It's like the kind of, um, you know, stuff that um, is a derivative of a plant. Mm-hmm. My daughter's close to me. And it's supposed to be like a just a pain reliever, reliever and, a, and a relaxant, um, which it works. And, but I took all that stuff. I couldn't believe it. I don't know how they do that. How much trazodone do you take? Um, last night I took 200. Yeah, yeah. I usually, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I take yeah. three hundred. Um, I used to take four fifties when the, the first doctor prescribed four hundred and fifty milligrams, and that's yeah. for depression, but also to help sleep, and that helped better than. And then the next doctor just bam cut it to three hundred. He didn't tell me why, um, but he did, and that's okay. I can live on that. Um, you know, I can. Yeah, four fifty is for your size is a lot. Um, well, yeah, I'm five five and I weigh too much. <laughs> well, you look itty bitty in your picture. It could be oh, the angle yeah. of your picture, but you look like you're five foot two and maybe a hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> no, no, that was that was my wonderful husband taking a photograph of me when we were on a trip somewhere. Oh, and um, uh, and then he died. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's awful. It was awful. It was awful. And <sighs> he was a target, you know. As I look back and know what see what was going on, and I remember his telling me something was missing or things were missing, and you know, I I just I thought, well, you'll find him, honey, you know. Um, but now I I kind of know it. You know, his his partner tried yeah. to embezzle. Three point eight million dollars from the corporation. And Who does? His partner did. And oh my gosh! And um, and John found it and caught him. John brought it in the accounting firm and they found it. And yeah, uh, you know, and that, not too long after that, John got sick. You know, so pretty typical stuff, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. and then he died. I don't know how typical that is. It's upsetting. Oh, it is. To say the least. Where's our Lonnie? Lonnie was right here on the, right here before. (laughs) And she dropped, she does that sometimes. If no one's ready to go, she'll just call back in a little bit. I've noticed that on my call. She'll sign on, and then if no one's talking, she hangs up. And then she calls back later, and then she hangs up. You know, she does. She's funny like that. Yeah. I notice she does that. Probably only has a certain amount of minutes. That's what I'm thinking, too. She has to be conservative. Makes sense. She has an Obama phone. Didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I was listening to some of old Obama's speeches. I, I mean, I not I didn't seek it out, but for whatever reason, it ended up in front of me how his original beliefs and the things he was trying to accomplish and what he wanted to accomplish and what he believed in. And once he took the White House, his his thinking started to do 180. 
And I know advisors try to advise them to do things, and they can be ill-intended. Um, but I just think he's been mind-controlled, honestly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell did say the day after his inauguration said it is the Republican, I'm not sure he said party or exactly, but it is the Republicans' um, uh, main goal for the next four years is to make this man a one-term president. Now, since they didn't know what he was going to do yet, and um, I, I, I do think it was because he was a Democrat and he was black, um, I mean, the, the, the disgust on John Boehner's face was just palpable. And um, right. after Obama was uh, elected, and um, Mitch McConnell made it very clear it was their intent to make him a one-term president, and that's um, sad. You know? Yeah. I think the original Obama, before there was maybe any influence, um, I think he scared people because he had a lot of qualities of Kennedy. And I think that um, he was swayed and for whatever reason. I don't know what. I don't. I know he doesn't know too much. Um, but I think he was swayed and controlled. But I think he scared a lot of people. People thought he was going to get shot, you know, or, you know, assassinated with his original beliefs, you know. Yeah. I don't know what changed his beliefs, but, you yeah. know, they did. Yeah. Well, something happened. You know, he did get uh, pressured into something. I don't know what, but he did. Uh, he he did. did make an announcement once, and um, he said, and he was trying to say why things he wanted to implement weren't. And he was very forthcoming. I love that he was so honest about it. In the beginning, he was like, you know, I'm trying to implement these things, but the House or, or Congress isn't letting me um, because, you know, they want things from me. I have to sacrifice my beliefs in order to get anything to happen. He made that comment. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it is like that. And then he said how they changed how it works, where it used to have to be unanimous to vote. Then it had to be, um, no, it wasn't unanimous. It was a majority, and then they changed it to unanimous. Like they made it harder for anything to pass, you know. Um, They really uh, started trying to stonewall him. You know what I'm thinking about, and I'm going to segue a bit here, um, um, the, the, I didn't, and now I, I, I told people it was Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but I made it, people asked me at some point, you know, is your call tomorrow, um, on Tuesday, I think it was on your call, is your call tomorrow, and I said, yeah, and I did not, I didn't stress Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I kept, well, I said it, but made, made it clear that Wednesday was going to be a call, maybe people don't know this call was on today. Maybe yeah, maybe we didn't say anything about it. Um, I didn't hear anything <laughs> last night. I know because I tried to call yesterday, and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. She did say Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. I think people don't know because Lonnie would have shown up by now, and so would um, so would Mike, I think. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna they could all have had a pretty rough night, too. Who knows? But, yeah, yeah um, once the word gets around, I'm sure people will be on, you know, because mornings well, are tough and nights are tough. And mornings are real tough, you know, I yeah. think because we've had tough nights, like you said, you know. And um, and I think maybe I'm going to go find Mike and see if he's around and see if he knows um, what's up. Come on, Mikey. Where are you, sweetie? And besides that, my... Uh... Oh, no, he's not on. Huh. Hmm. It may not. We may not have a group. Oh, it's my it's my nephew's birthday today. Oh, I my. can 
I'm going to text a few people. I'm going to text a couple women that tend to have a tough time in the morning and see if we can get them to come on. Let me text some nice people. I only like nice people. You like like nice people? Yep. I like grumpy. You you can be grumpy as long as you're just nice, really, as long as you care about other human beings. Like, um, just, I guess, being around this kind of criminal element and these kind of people that hurt us and dealing with that kind of stuff and all the V2K nonsense. Good Lord. It's like the opposite of me, you know? I had a pretty... You know, I had a pretty G-rated brain before. I was pretty G-rated. And I was appalled. That's true. G-rated, I'm telling you. I was a Disney kind of brain. but um, And that's what I wanted to instill in my kids, too, you know, just how hopeful and wonderful things can be. And, you know, not that life wasn't hard, but, you know, just like in Disney. Yeah, there were terrible challenges and she had to battle all the princesses have to battle evil but you don't I always said at the end you don't even have to marry you don't if you don't have to find romance to be happy and you don't have to find some handsome prince you can find another handsome princess because you don't want them to know that it's okay for people because i always say if someone loves let them love you know if the woman wants to love a woman that's okay too if a man wants to love a man that's okay too so Oh, Mike sent me a bunch of emails, a bunch of messages, and I didn't see them. Who did, Mike? Mike. Yeah, I got a bunch from Mike, too. I think he's having a rough couple of days. He was cranky. Well, yeah. Yeah, he said he does. He didn't go to detail. He just said it's been tough. I wonder if Kyle's up. He sleeps really late. Let me text him. <laughs> I put, we're all on Linda's call this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning me and you. <laughs> all of us. Oh. Yeah. Come on in. I think he's having a hard time since he started moderating. You know, I got um, to, I'm, I'm sitting here on Facebook to write to Mike and this. Photograph of a dog all chained, left somewhere chained. Ah, so he can't walk. Ah, it pops up. I just, I don't, please don't show me those pictures, you guys. Let's get Karen. Come on, Linda's. Oh, I remember I used to have to beg people to come on my call. I was laughing at. Do you know? Do you know how to check your stats? Do you ever check your stats on TalkShoe? Um, no. Like right on to, on the left hand corner, it'll say your call, and then to the right, it'll say stats. And it's really interesting. And I saw stats, and I remembered how it was. I had like five callers for. I didn't have very many callers. <laughs> And then, um, and like, but now, like this call with Bill, I don't know why it doesn't read right. Um, sometimes they'll say you have sixty calls, but people drop off, come back on, new people, you know, someone will hang up. So you can get it. You <laughs> well, can get it. You got hundred and ten. Yeah, but uh, if you check your stats, it tells you actually how many people called in, and it was like two hundred on the night <laughs> that they were there. I was like, oh, I thought it was more. And then lately I noticed I'll count, and I'll see, I'll count, I'll count all the way down, it'll be 80, and then it'll say like 32. I'm like, what? 
Like it doesn't match up. So, but the the stats give you a pretty accurate um, thing. You can tell how many people really called in total. You know. So you can see that. You know. It's just a really good way to check. And then you can see how many people downloaded your podcast, how many perps are checking in on you. Mm. <laughs> and then also people who just go and listen to the call. Um, like, I know in one week there was 100. Usually I get like five downloads, but then I notice it progresses. Like as long as I've been doing it, all of a sudden there's more and more downloads, like a crazy amount. Makes me think that it's perps too. And then on the first week with Kirk and them, it was 160 downloads, which is almost as many callers. And I bet that got that was a lot. And then I don't know how many. It only will total it for a week, and then it won't tell you how many downloads after the week is over. Hmm. So, but I know a lot of people put that out there to kind of inspire. You know that you know I'm just so happy that this guy came on because I've just seen so many messages about how those men inspired them so much and gave them hope. Or, makes them want to do activism again. I didn't know that a lot of people come become complacent and they just feel like it's useless to do activism. Well, I was I was um, removing some of my um, some of my emails last night, just going through all you know, I'm so tired of emails. Anyway, I was removing some of them last night but I was reading them first. I can't believe how ready to go I was. Um, a year ago, oh my God, busy, busy, busy doing stuff, and let's get going. And I really, I think it was after the Shelley thing. I re- I just lost interest, you know. It was, it was yeah. Like, I was so up and ready to go, and she so pulled so many numbers that were so. I mean, wow. I I have to wonder what her motives were, frankly. Um, I Usually, you know, she's very paranoid. You know, I do know that. Yeah. Hey, New York. Good to see you. Is that our Mikey? I don't know. Is that? I don't know. I know. Mike, is that you? (laughs) Didn't mute and unmute. Or is that Joe or is that Luda? That's Luda. Luda. Hello, Luda. (laughs) I finally remembered the time. It's twelve thirty here for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's just the three of us. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make. I don't think people know it's Friday too, you know. I'm not sure, but um, but I and I didn't mention it much this week, or you know. Oh, I night. think it's wonderful though during the day because no, you know being you. retired and home and yeah. you know I'm out quite a bit, but still and all, it's nice to know that there's someone there if you want to talk, talk and you're yeah. not busy. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's and, new with you, ladies? Well, well, no one's on my call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, I think some people do work. Quite a few of these people. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I, it's a new thing. And it's a new thing, and I didn't, I didn't address it much, you know. And Bella just, Bella just put it on her list of calls, and that was nice. And then Ella asked me this morning if I wanted, you know, Derek to put it on his and stuff. And it's like, I, I don't want this to feel like a, like I'm, a, I just want it to be its own call. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just don't want to feel like I have, like I, I don't know. You know, I'm not big on rules. <laughs> Other people right, do. right. And so I just kind of want it to be its own thing, if that makes sense. Do you understand, Ella? I appreciate your call yes. this morning and asking if I wanted it to get, you know, advertised. But 
And two, I can I can open it up. I can advertise on Facebook, and that always brings a bunch of people. So I'll do that. I just wasn't sure. You know, I'm just anyway. So what's new? I don't know. My puppies are better. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that is for good little guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even little um, little Daisy, um, she was kind of she was down for a while. But I've done a lot of shielding in this room. Because I think they were hitting my animals. I know they were hitting my animals. And oh, it, that's it, so sad. Uh, it's better they're so helpless. Stories. You know, we can do things, yeah. but they're so helpless. Yeah. What's the matter with these idiots? Exactly. Exactly. I was just thinking that this morning. You what? I was just thinking that this morning, that just that they hurt animals and women and elders mm-hmm. and children. And children, yes. I know. And, you know, I there was one girl that's... Uh, Yesterday on the call, your call, Ella, um, which was excellent, when, especially when that fella came on later. But what was her name? Yeah. Christine. She's very young-sounding. She has a very Christy. young voice. Christy, yeah. Imagine being that young and starting out with this whole mess like we have, but more intense now than what we had. It was primitive in 1995 when I started this whole regalia. It was very primitive then compared to now. Yeah, yeah. And she's starting out in the midst of it young, and what we have full bore, I mean, you know, 24-7 going, can you imagine for the rest of their life? Wow. I know. Um, yeah. No, I can't imagine. You can't have a family. You can't, I mean, <clears throat> you yeah. you know that if you have a husband and children, the husband may not be caregiver, but it seems like the children are. Yeah, and you can't, and, but you can't have an education probably. You can't have a career. No. You can't reach any of your life's goals. And I think mm-hmm. that's what their that's kind of their aim. How mm-hmm. ugly. How ugly. This is crazy. This is so crazy. Yeah. I said, um, I'm, crazy. Huh? I'm texting I'm texting a lot of nice women, so maybe they'll come on the call. It's worse yeah. than crazy, Linda. It's worse than yeah, crazy. It yeah, it is. It is. Did you it see is. my emails about EMF Linda? Hannah, I was going through all my emails. Last night, oh, she wouldn't, no, maybe I shouldn't. I was going to say she wouldn't mind if I put her phone number on here, but I should not. Although it's no. a very quiet call, but still. Um, she, um, I'm, I'm going through my emails now. I don't want to tell you, but I will. I had mm-hmm. one time 4,200 emails. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is what they do, those little oh my goodness. They turn my emails upside down. Sometimes I'll have emails from, like, like eight months ago at the very beginning, and then mm-hmm. the new ones are at the bottom or, or sprinkled throughout. So, I mean, that's been going on for months, and I sort of gave up. I sort of said, but no. There's a setting, sort by or I know, by. I know. You can they, fix them and straighten them out, I think. Okay. I have tried, Luda. I have really? tried. It doesn't work. I call. Well, they, um, I understand because I know they're capable of everything. Oh, everything. God, Luda. They are so all over my computer. It's ludicrous. Well, you want to hear a good one? Sure. I was in the midst of doing the will and all this stuff over again since my daughter is no longer a part of my life. Right. I had to rewrite everything because she was left everything and all, and I will never have any contact with her again. So I had to rewrite the whole thing. How do you like these guys changing all the things that came on the will? (laughs) Absolutely. Is I went to go and find the will. He read it to me. I said, that's not what was written. Oh. This is all. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's so common. I mean, that's so them. You know, that's just such craziness. 
Mm-hmm. So you have to write it again? Well, yeah, and, you know, oh, I wrote my own HIPAA, too, because I don't like the way the HIPAA's written. I, I did everything myself. He says, God, yours is better than what I've ever used and what what's the legal one, so I'm going to use yours if you don't mind from now on. This so I wrote, yeah, I wrote oh, wow. a lot of my, I write everything myself, yeah. I write yeah. it to fit me. I don't want this can that fits everybody that they fall into a nice, neat category because I'm not a nice, neat category. I'm unique. So I want to write everything myself over, and I do it to fit my needs and my wishes. So that's why I did Good it all you. over again. Good for you. Yeah, it took a lot of work. It's taken me like six yeah. weeks to get everything finalized. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you people out in California, you want to hear this one. Um, my best friend moved to uh, Mission Viejo to be near with a lot of family there for her husband. In case something happens to her, somebody can take care of him. So what happens is, I had to get a power of attorney, and she had to have it notarized. So she uh-huh. goes to get it notarized, like she did in New York at the bank. Uh-huh. Everything's free here. She goes and she said, uh-huh. she had to have five copies notarized. She said te- they wanted $10 a copy. Oh, God. But that's California. So she said, luckily, my niece is a lawyer, and she's also a, a notary. So I went over uh-huh. there, and I said, how much are you going to charge me? She said, oh, Auntie, I'll do it for free. Well, Yeah. Wow. I can't be there today. I'm on a long distance call. What? Next time, maybe. <coughs> I was talking to somebody in the hall. Oh. <coughs> I don't want to get everybody sick. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, Good anyway. Good for you for finding um, that, though. Good for you for doing so much of your own work. It's oh, so yeah. important. I love to write, and I, I'm, an, you know, I'm an editor by trade as well, so I've edited books and things wow. to people. So, I, this is my forte, and... It's not what I'm educated in at all, but it's always been very easy for me. So, during, anyway, uh, during my this lawsuit that I had against my deceased husband's former law partner, um, my uh, it was just I didn't realize quite what was going on back then, but it was very similar to what I run into now. Nothing works. I don't care what professional you go to, nothing seems to work. So mm-hmm. anyway, back then I I'm just doing my own research, and I'm being told by my lawyer, the last lawyer said, I can't listen to you. You're not an expert. I have to listen to the experts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I said, okay, fine. And so I still keep putting my little files together, and every conference with any any expert witness, everybody would get a file. Everybody. So nobody could say I didn't know that, you know, because I kept mm-hmm. hearing, we didn't hear that. Yeah, you did. And mm-hmm. so I just gave them all files to so everybody. So now do we all understand? Have you now heard it all? Okay, good. So my <laughs> lawyer keeps trying to bury me. and um, But the judge, oh, the judge, it was a female judge, bless her little heart. She knew they were all trying to screw me around and screw mm-hmm. me over. Um, this was a 48-attorney law firm, and this guy had the accounting department write a check for $19,000. Oh, by the way, my husband and this guy owned this 48-attorney law firm 50-50. They owned the corporation 50% each. And um, he has the uh, um, accounting department write me a check for $19,784 and says, that's your half, that's John's half of the entire law corporation. And I said, I, you know, I don't think so. No, I don't um, think so either. No. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so I just keep on, you know, doing my little own notebooks, little files, making sure everybody has a file. And, and I, every so often I would stop in the middle of 
working on all this and, and think, oh, what am I doing? He's, this guy's a big deal. I'm nobody. I, I was, I'm Linda. I was born in San Gabriel. I was, I'm nobody. And I think, you know, well, I don't know what I think I'm doing, but I'm going to keep doing it. So I did. I went, and so the day of the mandatory settlement conference, I take my files in and give one to the judge, and, one, and I keep one and just figure my lawyer will live. Um, he has the audacity. After telling me that I knew nothing, he has the audacity to say, well, these files that Linda and I put together. He took credit <laughs> for my files that he was, that he was, you know, telling me I didn't know any what I was talking about for two years, that he had the case. And then he's taking credit for what I did. How, how amazing is that? Oh Isn't it the worst? Oh. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's happened to all of us, I think. It's terrible. You do all the work, you work, 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 and then all of a sudden you see something you've written and it's got somebody's name on it or it's in somebody else's newsletter or someone, some other. I've had that with magazine articles that's happened to me. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh Insane, insane. And they think that you're not going to find out about, you know, uh plagiarism or anything. It's so easy to find out plagiarism on the Internet now. So easy to track it down. And put a few words and there you go. You and you know what they do, though, with this? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Ella. I was just thinking that a lot of times, you know, with all this stuff going on and then being able to be in our house and, you know, listen to us and things like that, they steal your ideas. You know, our intellectual property gets stolen a lot, you know, and uh, yeah. that's very sad. It's been communicated to me that they've done that and made money off ideas, and I just think that's really, um, yeah, it's unbelievable. They say once you put it on the Internet, though, it's public domain i didn't realize that yeah that i understand yeah that i know it's sick it's they need to change that but um yeah but if you're in your house and you're talking and you're sharing ideas with people if you have a creative nature which a lot of us do you know and then Mm -hmm. they just take it and they think oh what a good idea i'm going to take it and make money off it you know Um, let me ask you something you said something about the public domain if, yeah. if that well, oftentimes they will put right on there. This is private property. You have no right to reproduce it. Blah blah. blah you know all that sort of thing. Does that protect them? Well, not in what I understand. No. Um, wow. Anything that goes on the internet it can be used, and you don't have. But to... not email, Luda. You mm-hmm. not the emails. Emails are no, private. No, I'm talking about no email. Like, no, no. But I'm saying website stuff. Oh, websites. Okay. Yeah, because huh. like when I'm writing this book, I said to my editor, I said, you know, we don't have a bibliography. We don't have all these things cited. I mean, I've got a lot of historical things in it and all, everything else. I said, we don't have any of this stuff. And she says, no, it's a literary work. You don't need it. I said, you're you're the one that's covering the law. I'm not worrying about it. i got to go by what you're saying. You're going to battle the law, not me. <laughs> I want to ask you, do either of you have a list of the blood types, blood tests? that we can get done to prove reason. I have it. How am I going to get it? Can you email it to me? Oh, oh, you want me to email that to you? Either that or I'm going to have to write the things down now. Well, um, I'll tell you what. Let me go find it for myself. Okay, I'll go get my Braille writer. Okay. <clears throat> because um, I really need that. Yeah. I really do. Okay, what hold happens. on. It always comes up on... I have three different hard drives on my hard drive. Why, I don't know right now. I've got to find that out. I mean, three different 
One is Linda's <clears throat> Mac, the other is the Macintosh hard drive, and one is Linda Costanzo, and that's the one I get to use. Somebody else uses the other ones. Okay, hold on. I'm just looking for some paper here. I found the writer. Now the next thing is paper. My paper cost me five cents a sheet. It's such a pain. I use so much of this paper. I go and broke on printer paper and braille paper. I don't know. Ooh. Let's see here. I think I have some more left. It's all I need is well, one piece of game. I think that it's no... Come on. Oh, you know, it was right here. It is no longer here. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have it, Ella? The, what was it? <clears throat> My throat's kind of... <clears throat> the um the blood test one? Yeah. I don't have the blood test one. I have, don't have that. Oh, I'm you should sorry. have it. Here, I've got it. I mean, you, I'm not saying what you should do or don't do, but it it, it could be helpful to you. Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. I think it would be helpful, and I need to go do that. I have a holistic doctor who would do it, too. Oh, <laughs> come on. Open up. Okay. Well, Okay. Comprehensive metabolic panel. Um, okay. Let me write that first. Okay. Okay. Does it say under that what what specifically we yes. need? Yes. Okay. Immunoglobulin. What's the first word? Immunoglobulin. Oh, immunoglobulin. Okay. The next one I can't pronounce, but I'll spell it. Maybe you could spell it. I will spell this next one because I have no idea. E O S is in Sam. Uh huh. I N Nelly. O P Paul H. I L S. Got it. It's white. That's white blood cell. Okay, and then creatine protein. C R E A T. Uh, well, I think it must be T I N, but it says T I M is in Millie here. Creatine protein. Got it. Okay, and then the one that you suggested, the non-metabolic panel, the Anna Titer blood. Anna Titer. Yeah, I'm going to do that again. DNA damage. Yeah. And then and, the DNA panel. Uh-huh. And then the yeah. next one is an absolute lymphocyte count can give a rough estimate of radiation exposure. Also, we probably could look all of this up in Wikipedia. Odds are it would be there. You know? Yeah. Anything, everything is on Wikipedia. So cool. I play 12-string guitar, but I can't play and have calluses on my fingers. Yeah. So in order to live independently and read Braille, I had to give up my guitar. It's hurt, it hurts me every day of my life because I love music and I play banjo as well. So now I'm stuck, but I, I'm living independently and reading Braille all day long. So you've got to make decisions and choices in life. It isn't always so easy. You're very yeah. talented, Luda. I'm, I'm really impressed with you. You just have so many talents, and you're just so clear. Mm, I think I'm for just... Being targeted. I know. My parents just, they were such wonderful people. My mother had a sixth-grade education. My father had a tenth-grade education. And what wow. they aspired to and did in life was so incredible. And I said, if with no education, to do what they did, uh, it, it was just incredible. 
And so I said to myself, um, like when I went to college, the first day they drove me 200 miles away to college, um, I was used to being away all my life, so it was no big deal, you know, leaving home or anything. And I, they sat me down, and we had a nice dinner across the street in an Italian restaurant, and they said, you know, Luda, you're going to have right now, you'll have more education than anybody in our entire family ever will. So make the best of it. We'll be there for you and encourage you. We'll help you in every way, but we can only help you with wise common sense. And I said, well, that's all I want is your wise common sense. And that's what has made me who I am today. I have written a poem, and um, I can recite it for you because I wrote it when I was in college as a thank you to them. And it's called What If? And it goes like this. What if I have eyes that do not always see this gaily colored world of forms and show? What if in the dark I sometimes go, my footsteps, footsteps led by sound and memory? What if autumn never dressed a tree in golden um, russet browns for me to love and know? And the sunset and sunrise always hide their glow. My father gave me strength of soul and mind. My mother taught me how to laugh and pray. My eyes, ears, nose, and fingers are designed to bring me knowledge, work, and play. I do not envy those who walk by night. I do not envy those who walk by day, for I know my way and have no fear of night. Oh, and that's, that's what I live by. Very nice. Yeah, Very and nice. I, I every day they're with me all day long. I sit, and they always taught me when you're going to make a decision, take a very long time, and you'll make a much wiser decision than if you jump into something. So I sit there and I'll say, "Hey, mom and dad, did I wait long enough? Can I make my decision?" I talk to them as if they're sitting in the room with yeah. me all the time. Yeah. I just miss them so much because I was so close to them, having them you know, never being able to drive or read or anything. So they were so much more in my life than normally they would have been. But I I have them to thank for because in my book, you'll see like my father, what what he did. I mean, he he told IBM that he had a high school diploma. He had a 10th grade education. And um, he started taking courses through Syracuse University. He lied that he his uh, high school diploma was burnt up in a fire. He started taking courses. He got 100% in everything else. He became the director wow. of the chem lab in IBM. Wow. He became a wow. draftsman and designed the Northern Bomb site. He did so many things with, with no education. They said, um, you know, when they hired him, they said, what do you know about jig boards, Joe? He said, oh, I know everything. Whatever you want me to do, I can do. He said, I didn't know a damn thing about jig boards. I walked in. And everybody was doing all their work around precision tools and making tools for new computers and everything that were just being um, designed, the first one in the world. And he said, um, I just learned by watching them, it was on-site training instant. And <laughs> and this is the way I went through life myself. You know, I introduced skiing for the blind, snow skiing, and this was my big baby. And uh, it's now an international Olympic sport all over the world. And I feel every day of my life that so many more blind people can enjoy life. I said, you know, I skied all my life. And finally my nephew said, you know, Aunt Linda, you're crazy. I can't ski with you anymore because you ski too fast. So then I had to figure out a way to to train guides to ski with me. And then I said, well, if I can ski, everybody else that can't see, see or ski see well should be able to ski. So then I started with my students because I was teaching the blind at the time, and I got them 
25 of them on the slopes and I started teaching them and before I knew we had we had quite a bunch of skiers and then it started traveling it went to Taos it went to Aspen it went all over the country and then it went to Europe but uh, I love to help people and that's like my parents said you were put here on earth Luda, to help others and it's true since age six I've been you know carrying groceries for old ladies and you know bringing in papers and bringing home all the dogs in the neighborhood that were yes. sick. And my parents said, all the dogs and the drunks just love you. <laughs> Mom, he's, he's, he really can't walk very well, and he's hungry, and he's thirsty. You know, can I bring him some food? You know, <laughs> he used to go nuts with me. So, <laughs> yeah, But that's the joys of life, you know. Yeah. Well, now I really miss my daughter, but there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. It's her decision, and I know, I know her mind was, the past 20 years her mind was, so taken over, you know, I, I was a schizophrenic, and I was delusional, and I was this, and I was that, and finally, now that I've, you know, it's been since June that she's gone, and she lives not far, but, uh, you know, it's it's better every day, because she really dragged me down by demeaning me, and never helping me, and they had her so turned against me, so, you know, I was an evil person, and everything else, so consequently, now I feel much better, and I have a fellow friend next door that watches out for me and we go out a lot, do fun things outside. We like to walk the trails and go down in the mountains and, you know, all kinds of fun things. And I I just don't have time for any of this other baloney that's going on. So I'm just living life like today's my last day I'm ever going to live. <laughs> Good for you. We can <laughs> overcome. We can yes, overcome. Exactly. And we exactly. shall. We yes. shall. You know, we and can I have that as our theme song. You know? Yes. And you both of you are the same way. I can I can sense it when I listen to you on the calls. I mean, you don't let anything slow you down. I mean, Ella's been nope. sick and kids and everything else. I mean, I admire these people because, like, we don't, Linda, you and I don't have kids, and she's got all these kids plus all those responsibilities of house, husband, and everything else, and then she's sick and still having a call. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, so. I, I just want to interrupt, and thank you. You're, 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 a very nice addition to our community, you know. I'm lucky I found you. You know, I didn't know I didn't know I was targeted until January of 2015. Really, For 20 years I didn't know what the hell was going on. And exactly. today, you know what I did this morning? I wrote a letter to the FBI guy that I trusted so much, and sent him over 400 pages of evidence, and he was going to help me. Well, let me tell you, I've got a letter when I die. Is going to be sent to him, and he's never going to forget it. And maybe he's going to think twice about what he did. Good. Boy, let me tell you, because if we don't leave these people with something to think about, they're never going to change. Yeah. He was so nice and had so much compassion and everything. He has no conscience. He can't, because he could have got me out of this right in the beginning because he knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. They. I don't know what happens, but I, I experienced the same thing. I. It's like we're all on the same page, great, and it's and then they stall and then stall. I think stalling, keeping us going, like people have said on the calls. But it, first of all, I want to interrupt for one second. Hi, Bella. Thank you for coming in California. You're unmuted. You want to say hi or not? Um, um, anyway, um, it seems like it's a stalling game, and that's what I've gotten from Dennis. That's what I I think they do to us. They want us busy. On the on the on the stuff that they do in our lives, like how can any people have this much bad luck, you know? And then and we're stalled, 
And I think the minute we recognize that we're being stalled, we need to say, uh-oh, I'm being stalled again. Move now. Move right now because this person is just wasting my time or these people are wasting our time. So if we take, if we take action right now instead of waiting until that person who is, who is betraying us, um, um, you know, is through stalling us, we're just going to be stalled and stalled and stalled. So we need to take action right now. You know, These and, FBI guys I, knew hi. in the beginning. Hello? Can I say something? Sure. Um, when, um, so then it was only uh, this year that I, after also almost 20 years of being targeted and more, I'm sure, I have um, this idea that it's my family. Anyway, my entire family. Anyway, so uh, when I first realized that I was a, um, a targeted individual, and because it got so bad this year, it was terrible. It was in my face to let me know yes. And I called the, the I called the police. The first time I called the police as a targeted individual, I got a detective who was so nice, so understanding, and I was so naive. He asked if he could record my voice. And I said, sure. No. Yeah. They recorded. <laughs> he, he asked so many personal questions, and I answered them. And then uh, he had someone, I was in my car talking because that was like the only place where I felt safe to make a call. And uh, he said, hold on a second. And he disappeared. He would do that a few times. But this one particular time, all of a sudden, I got this bad feeling, and I felt, move, drive away from this spot. Sure enough, as soon as I started to drive away, the parking attendant and his little, with his little like golf carts came by, and um, he took a picture of me in my car. See? And mm-hmm. then um, later on, um, my son told me. It was like a few months later, I had an argument with my son about all this because he was having a hard time wrapping his mind about around this and believing that this could actually be happening. And then he blurted out, what do you mean, like that detective that you talked to? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, uh, yeah, he called and he, suggest- he gave me a list of, of, of mental health people, mm-hmm. psychologists for you to go and see. He was very concerned about you, and he said that you might be suffering from mental illness. I was so shocked because... He called your son and did that? He phoned my son. My, my, I'm very close to my son, and um, I was visiting my son at the time when all this was going on, looking for um, residents near my son so I could be near him because he had been hit by a car, all this stuff, and when he, when my son told me that, it was like the light went on, and I got a huge like realization that these people are not my friends; they are against me, and I need to be careful. But it was shocking. It is but shocking. But what I did was, but I immediately, I immediately uh, responded, uh-huh. and I called his supervisor. And the thing that I had going to, for me is that I had a witness, my son, 
right? Mm-hmm. He called my son and did this. And there is a tape that this um, officer, this detective, did tape me, and I'm sure that you will see how innocent and honest I was and his manipulation and then calling my son and doing that. So I just felt confident enough, and really without thinking, I just knew I was in the right, he was in the wrong, and I called his supervisor, and the Los Angeles Police Department launched an investigation on him, at least. And, of course, they found him innocent of no wrongdoing, but <laughs> at least I at least I did that, you know, and something did happen. So there's a record here now. And they have been sued. They have been called for their um, compliance and um, their cooperation with this whole gang-stalking stuff with the L.A. Police Department. So I had been dealing with the FBI since 2000. I'll follow this. The guy here was in Buffalo. We have a huge installation of many buildings. It's one of the largest in this country of the FBI. Um, it's at one FBI plaza, to tell you something. So anyway, um, he got a big transfer, and he was transferred to headquarters in Washington. So he said, I'm going to leave you with this other guy. And if you have any problems, just give him a call. So I called him, and I says, okay, Eric. I said, uh, I've got all this evidence and everything. He said, oh, no. He said, you have to have medical evidence. You have to prove to me that you have something medically wrong with you that has been caused by this before. I will do anything. Wow, I got all these medical reports. I got all the medical evidence, especially with the DNA and everything changing so bad. And he said, um, when I went to him the next time, I called him on the phone. He would never see me in person, and it was hard to reach him. It took me like a year to reach him. Finally got him on the phone the next time. He said, oh, he said, because of your background, it's an international event. Therefore, you have to only deal with headquarters in Washington. So I go back to the guy in Washington. I not only went to him, I went to the deputy director of the FBI of this country. Deputy director. And you know something? None of those people had the guts, the chutzpah, to even reply to any of the I probably 15 registered packets I said to them. They wouldn't even reply. And they knew I was targeted since before 2000. The FBI knew it. Can you imagine in my situation with my vision, living alone and everything else, and and like a lamb going to slaughter. And like I say, more than anything else, they took the best years of my life, which should have been, you know, in my older years, I didn't have the responsibility of raising a child myself and everything else. These were supposed to be the best years of my life now. Mm-hmm. And they stole mm-hmm. them. They stole them from everybody, from you yep. all and everybody else. Yep. They That's sure what we should be most angry about is our lives being stolen. The first time I was injured was 1993, and I didn't realize it was part of a whole operation at that point. I do know that the guy who was, who talked me into doing this project for this um, 18-foot cast iron light post hit me over the head and I didn't realize that the bolts had been removed from the bottom of it and that his buddy who was standing there, too, was pushing that light post at me um, until a neighbor told me that, and she later died, oddly. But um, um, 1993, and they have been at it ever since. I agree. Mm-hmm. They have been mm-hmm. stealing. And, mm-hmm. and it's end, but the great thing is now we know. You know, before we were wandering around in some fog, you know, just like how can all these bad things be happening to me? 
and then you know our relatives tell us we're just not trying hard enough, or we just and we're delusional and, and we're get delusional. Us, yes. and we're schizophrenic. And I said yes. to my daughter the last mm-hmm. time I spoke with her in person, I said I will never be called schizophrenic by you again ever as long as I live. That to me is verbal, emotional, psychological abuse, and I'm not going to take it from a 43 year old person. And I don't even care if it's my daughter. It's yeah, wrong absolutely. and it's wrong and it's wrong. And we yes. shouldn't have to take that, being told that. And we're all told the same darn thing, which is so ironic, isn't it? Is that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why? Are, I mean, I didn't even tell my sister about all of this electronic stuff, you know, except that I kept getting these things that were weird or feeling like these things, something was going on. Didn't know quite what it was, but I mean, I'm not. I I, I own my own business. I've done a lot in my life. You know, I had run that lawsuit practically, but I finally settled to my advantage. Um, I mean, all, you know, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden I just, I just don't care enough. All of a sudden I just don't try hard enough. All of a sudden I'm just delusional and need, really? We're all delusional? Why are we told by our, so we, but now we know. Now we know, and that's the cool part. You know, they do say, um, it, you know, knowledge is, is um, power, and I think it is. And not only is knowledge power, but now we're getting together and, and sharing our knowledge, and that's really powerful. Of course, we didn't I was forced to later. see a psychiatrist, Linda, and you know? what happened was he stopped seeing me very abruptly, and he told my daughter that I was so mentally ill <gasps> that he couldn't deal with me. You know, he found out and realized that I was targeted, and he was afraid to work with me. Absolutely. And there was nothing wrong with me, and he knew it. And how could he, in his oh. right mind, um, tell me that I needed Seroquel and all these psychotropic drugs when I said, I'm not taking any kind of drugs. There's nothing wrong with me. You people yeah. are crazy here. Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm saying is a lot of these people in the medical profession are afraid of us, too, because they don't yeah. know what repercussions are going to happen to them or are they going to be targeted. And I also think some of them do get threatened with their licenses to practice whatever field they're so. in. And that's one thing Brian, too, did say on a call. He said, you know, what they will do is if you're going to – he said he mentioned dentists. Um, uh-huh. it's going to your, it, they will go into your dentist and, and, and point to their license on the wall and say, you see that license? It is gone if you treat this person. And, mm-hmm. and I think that may be right because I – I have been turned down to treat me. I mean, all I'm doing is just going in and saying, would you just help me stop this damage, you know? And and then more damage is done. And it it's bizarre. It is bizarre. It's too bizarre to be accidental. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when dentist after dentist after dentist is, is clearly, it's clearly not concerned about the fact that what they're doing is very provable damage, um, that's bizarre. And they... Yeah. You know, something, something's going on that is, um, they feel safe doing it, you know. One of the things, yeah. one of the ways that I saw that they handle people that you go to for help in any mm-hmm. uh, realm is that, um, like, for instance, I started noticing that um, when I was being hacked, my phone was hacked, and I would go into, like, the Verizon store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always felt like because I was being followed and tracked. Yes. I felt that they got there before me, and they had somebody come to help me to ensure that I wouldn't get um, help. I did just secure the Also, hello, we got background noise. Hello. 
Star six. Star six. It's not, it's not coming from sea to light, I'll tell you that. It's what? Hi, hi, Ken. How you doing? I'm, I'm hanging in there. I just wanted to say the background noise isn't from me. I'm just in my oh, car I know, right honey. now. <laughs> no, I, think I, I agree with what you guys are saying, though. I, I've had the same thing go on with doctors and stuff all the time can lately. I can went I by Jeep. Can I, can I finish my, what I would say? Oh, sure. sorry, sure. Yeah, I just want to finish this because um, no, so, yes. while I talked about going into, like, Verizon places, I had to be very careful, like the auto repair places. Wherever I went, it seemed that um, someone would come forward to assist me, was assigned to me, and I never got the help I needed or I would be sabotaged. And I was wondering, what is the story? Because I would be standing there sometimes also when, because I would try to outmaneuver them, and I would show up. And I feel like relieved. I'm there before, you know, sabotage. And then they would get a phone call, and I would absolutely look at me, and then absolutely. things would change. So I went to the doctors in emergency, and again I tried to like um, sneak there and outmaneuver them. And yeah. Go to a new part of town and new right. place. Right. Exactly. And so, and I did. I got yeah. I got there, and it was working out. And then all of a sudden, just yep. before. Um, I went in to see the doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, the call was made. The woman then looked at me. All of a sudden, I had to wait. And uh-huh. I never got to see the doctor. Oh, I wow. saw some doctor's assistant who was a creepy guy and huh. gave me a terrible prescription, which I had the pharmacy. I talked to the pharmacy, and she was able to change it. And that's the only way that I was able to get out of that one without being harmed by uh, a very bad um, prescription. Anyway, so, yeah, I just think that who, what are they telling these people that get these professional know. people to step back and to allow them to come in and take over like that? So I'm not a bad person. So what are they saying? I'm a terrorist. I'm How can they get a doctor not to come and help me and put up an imposter in his place, like a like a um, an assistant, doctor's uh, physician assistant, to come in then and take care of me and do that. So what well, I think what they're doing is saying no, and I think they are saying that that we're terrorists. I think they do. I think they do something along those lines, and that's why I object so strongly to anybody connecting us to these shooters and whatnot, because we don't want to be lined up with them. We don't want anything about us being considered uh, bad. I mean, we're good people, you know, and, and yet they're, they, they're saying something that is very scary to people, I think. Yes, I think so. And, but they can't do it to everybody. Mm-hmm. They have people in a lot of places that they, they have people working there mm-hmm. or they have connections somehow because I noticed that in one, one Verizon store, um, I um, I saw it again happening, and I played along. And mm-hmm. then when the when the big store manager came in, I went in and sat him down and told him what I experienced and what was happening. And he sincerely uh, he comes here every now and then because he works in another town. And he said, "No, we we wouldn't even allow." any CIA, FBI, or anyone yeah. in authority to come in and tell us that uh, they're going to come in and take over. No, 
they have to um, set it up through, you know, it has to be done in appropriate channels the way no one can just come in and do that. And so what I what I was seeing too is that um, they've got a system where they know who they can bribe or how they can talk, do it. Sometimes they pay out money, I think, and other times oh, money. they just uh, yeah. convince people that it's, you know we're we're an authority and you have to obey us. You know. I think that's exactly it. They do come in as an authority, and this is what will happen to you if you don't follow our instructions. I've had, I, in fact, I read. Is this Don, by the way? No, it's not. Oh, okay, you sound like Don a little bit. Um, okay, uh, sometimes um, I read an article that said the call. It was, you know, it, it was. Do you do you ever go in someplace? And this was about targeting. Do you ever um, go somewhere and then at, you're, everything's fine until the call comes, and then they look at you totally differently, totally so. And yeah. since since I read that, I've noticed, I mean, I could be at the hairdresser, and everything's just fine. Then the call comes, and their attitude towards me is, like, so completely opposite. Um, and I have a friend on here, too, who has been through the same thing. The, um, You know, you're getting along fine with the hairdresser, and then all of a sudden your hairdresser is destroying your hair. And I've had that for years and other, other issues and a, an Apple store. Where where I was there, and the computer store down in Manhattan Beach, where I was, everything was fine. And then they, this guy follows me there, and then it's going on, and it's bizarre. It is bizarre, but it happens, and they can do it quickly, too quickly. Yeah. And that's so they why they're supposed to be a bad person, so these people actually want to cooperate because they hate you already. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. sometimes happens. Yeah, sometimes it seems like that's the reaction I get. You know. How do you feel? Okay, how do you guys feel about saying you just got a phone call and I have a? I mean, I know it may sound make it sound crazy. Maybe we could come up with with something we could say because we do recognize that change. It's like everything is clearly communicating, and then this fog comes in, and there then then their attitude is so different. Do you think we could say something like, why is? You know why is this changing all of a sudden? What do you you know? What you seem to your attitude seems to have changed. What's what's going on? Um, you know, do you think we can do that? I, what I thought of, of saying is, um, to, I, what I thought of saying is like, um, okay, what's going on here now? Um, you just got a call. Something doesn't feel right. If there's some funny business going on here, I'm, I'm going to call the police if you don't tell me what's going on. Because, you know, everybody's afraid of the police, and they don't know that you yeah. shouldn't call the police. And even the perpetrators don't want the police coming in if they don't have to come in. So, I mean, I haven't done that. I haven't done that, but I was thinking that that seems like the only thing to do is to demand clarity right then and there. To say, well, hey, I, I think, did, I, you know what? I did well, that's an interesting position. That's interesting. I did, I did go into a bank. And I did, um, after I had had a very strange experience, and I did go into a bank and I asked that the bank manager come, and then I laid it out on the table for her, like I did afterwards with the man at the um, telephone place. I, uh-huh. I asked her, I said, um, has anybody called here to um, uh, report uh, that I'm um, something about me and that you should be careful with me or that, you know, whatever? Um, that I'm doing something illegal, that I'm a terrorist, that, that something's not right. And she said, well, um, well no, no one has um, 
has called. And um, we, again, the, the answer was we don't allow anybody to come in and tell us to do that. They have to, um, you know, go through appropriate channels and higher order and, and then we're notified. And it's, um, it's a big deal. We don't just do that when somebody just calls in. So I thought that was interesting, and I believed her. Huh. Yeah, I, I, believed her. My, I went to a new dentist, and, and I saw that, I saw the, you know, from clarity to fog. And I, and I said the same thing. I said, has someone called, called you about me for any particular purpose? And the dental assistant said, no. And then she asked the receptionist, has anybody called in about Linda? And the receptionist said, no, no. Was it kind of a... Uh, yes, they did, but... Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was sort of that comical, no, <gasps> no, absolutely. But meaning, you know, I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, and, then, and, 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 yeah. and you're talking about uh, addressing it right away, right? Which um, I haven't done. Yes, yes, but I did my, address it right away, yeah. But my feeling is that it would not be a bad idea to uh, be confrontational and very strong and grounded and clear and and uh, demand that you know what's going on or else you will get higher authority involved. That um, this is illegal. I, I have told, you know, I've told people in the street, I've, I've, I've gone up to them and knowing that they're gang stalking me and say, do you know that gang stalking is illegal? Do you know that you will be uh, put in jail? Do you know that I have photographs of you and I've been tracking you and watching you myself and make it scary? <laughs> well, you know, I can see all of that. I can see all of that except threatening to put people in jail. That's probably or or thing. I I can certainly see. No, I'm saying that you you can go to jail for doing this, which is true. Yeah. No. Because it huh? is very illegal if it's done. If it's justice was really done. They could go to jail. It is illegal to that extent. And I don't think some of them know because they're doing their neighborhood patrol, good citizen thing, and they yeah. don't even know the extent of what they're doing. That it's even gang stalking. They don't even know that. They don't know uh, what an IT is. Um, be careful with that because they can turn that around on yeah. you, yeah. you know, and accuse you of stalking. So just, I mean, I think the best thing to do is if you have evidence, just keep it, gather it. Um, I, I um, distribute flyers rather than confront people. I did confront one person, which I probably would never do again. Oh, I'm uh, talking about that drive. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Although he did that. back off, interestingly. Yeah. It did, did, um, at least that I know of, the overt... Yeah. Although he still synchronizes with me. I still think there's something more to it, that people are being manipulated. They don't know it. Some of them, some of them don't know it. Yeah, so we won't go there. Dead. That's just my theory. When you confronted this person, what happened? Um, I just told him that he should be ashamed of himself for what he's doing. Uh, and he looked at me and he said, what do you, you know, what did I do wrong? And I just looked at him and just walked back in the house. He kept saying, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? So what did you do wrong? What did you do wrong? And why are you saying we need to be careful about confronting somebody? I'm just saying that's just my opinion. That's just my experience is that it only has gotten me deeper. 
deeper into uh, the attempt to make you look delusional, exactly. to call you on it. Uh, if if it's not something, it's not a problem that needs fixing. Like a, if it's something serious, like they're tampering with your bank account, that's different. But you normally, if I sent something, I'll just walk away. You know, if somebody doesn't want to do my hair correctly, I'll just walk away from it um, and just find somebody else. It's when no one will do your hair correctly. I would yeah. turn into time and time again. Even people that were doing a gorgeous job. All yes, of a sudden, know. you know, all of a sudden your your hair's white. You know, it's like, hold it, hold it, my hair isn't white yet, and now it is, and you're helping me? You right, know, or, right. Or, you know, there's, I mean, ow. In fact, I learned how to cut my own hair, perm my own hair, color my own hair for this very purpose. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of it now, and I don't bother, but I sure did learn. And, yeah, um, I think it's at those times, which you can do, is, I mean, I've been sent out of some beauty shops looking so stupid. Um, and you can just say, this is, I mean, do most of us, I'm wondering how, how most of us feel about confrontation. I'm I shy about confrontation. I think you have to choose your battles. I think you have to choose your battles. Yes, and there definitely. there are times when you have to confront, and there are times when you know to ignore um, yeah. or, you know, whatever. I, 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 I agree. Choose I your frankly, battle. Yeah, I, but I also, I frankly think rather than saying, look, at I, you, you know, and without a lot of confrontation, just casually saying, I have pictures of you, and smile and walk away. You know, something yeah. along those lines, just quietly let them know, and they can go say, she's crazy, she's crazy. But if you just smile and walk away, you, then they can't say, that. see, look at what she's doing. Yeah. Because when they're really trying to agitate you, I'm sure cameras are front and center all over the place, trying to get you to, you know, pop off, to do something, you know, irrational, you know, or is they... No, Linda. Yeah. um, I don't even, you know, it's really interesting when you ask that question, I was thinking back, I used to not be confrontational at all, but something about dealing with what I deal with, I've Uh become confrontational. Yeah. I've noticed that. I went back and kind of went in my memory and go, you know what? I didn't get confrontational until this started. I think I was so infuriated. When you get really angry, it seems like you become more confrontational. Yeah, what is enough know. is enough. You know, when you decide yeah. yourself enough is enough. This is insane, and it's obvious. And that's another thing about the power of knowledge. Before we actually knew, before we found each other on calls, before we actually knew the confusion of how can all this be happening and just getting us more and more confused and things failing and projects, people showing up to do projects that screw you around and don't finish it and, and you know, ridiculous stuff. Um, um, but I think now that we know each, we we have each other and we have the knowledge that we yeah. are experiencing this, and I think it does help us. But I agree. What I was wondering, Bella, or Ella, I'm sorry, it was um, um I wonder if if before this, most of us were sort of non-confrontational, sort of, you know, letting things roll off our oh, back. Because yeah. I was, a, I've been afraid of confrontation. It was, um, I grew up uh, being um, hit if I confronted, you know, or if oh, I, yeah. You know, and um, I mean, you know, just the rule, the law, you know, the anyway. Um, I definitely was a fighter. I don't know about you guys because, you know, I've always been an advocate and I was a foster parent, as you guys know, and I'd go and I would tell DHS off. I would talk to the school districts, you know, to fight for my kiddos, you know. Um, so that person, I mean, 
But you yeah. know what? I was already tar- come to think of it. I was already targeted at that point, you know, and they were doing the experimentation. So I, I have a feeling some of that technology amplifies your feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember it was pretty clear. Like so, before that, I wasn't confrontational at all. I was very peaceful, you know. People would get upset, and it made me sad, but I wasn't confrontational. Well, I think when it's someone we need to protect, like when my husband was in the hospital. And he right. was sitting in, in, in one certain hospital where he was being targeted. This I know as I'm sitting here. Um, they weren't giving him pain medication, and he was near the end of his life with cancer, one of the most oh. painful diseases you can possibly have. And um, and they were just really, really perping him. Um, I was, oh, God, I was all over them. And even in Cedars, it's like I would go up and say, his pain medication is running out. The the morphine drip is running out. Go check it now. It takes you an hour to get the medications from your pharmacy. Check it now. And they'd come slack. They'd come, oh, all right, and come in. And then I, I found in the, when I subpoenaed the hospital records, I found notes saying, wife is not dealing well with this. Wife is, you know, blah, blah, blah that I was a problem. Well, I was a problem because I wouldn't let them get away with just being sloppy and possibly burping. I didn't know for sure. Um, Yeah. You know, so I think when we, and and I was the same way with my stepkids that all came to live with me. When I was 22, um, I would go, I I was the same way as far as the teachers. You don't mess with my kids. You know, you don't, will not do that to them. Um, but when it comes to our own rights, I'm wondering how how we all stood up for ourselves, you know? Yeah, I don't know how others are, but yeah. maybe they have an opinion about it. I definitely well, was just it, more hurt. Yeah. Well, the, the word confrontational, how about just assertive? I mean, it's normal to stand up for yourself or to be assertive if something's not right, to say something or yeah. to just discuss something. It's not necessarily confrontational. Right, but, I mean, in our world it is, you know, because people don't respond normally. That's a good point. That's, uh, I like the word assert, yes. They don't that I like, too. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with the word confrontational. We've been taught to think negatively about it recently. Right, yeah. It's not a bad thing, and there's nothing wrong with that word. No, there's nothing wrong with it, but assertive is a more accept. I can do well, it. Yeah, con- confronting sounds—it just sounds a little more aggressive. But yeah. to be assertive, uh, it's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's okay. just the so semantics, it's okay really. To be aggressive sometimes. You have to be aggressive sometimes. Yeah, but when you're protecting but, yourself, well, and for on, protection well, reasons. Sure. Yeah. Well, it also depends on where it's what it's doing for you. If right. if, if being aggressive, is aggressive back at you, that's not what you want. You know, you but don't you want have to be careful not to let them modify your behavior so that you become what they want you to become and behave the way they want you to behave. Well, the problem is sometimes, well, sometimes <laughs> aggressive. Is sometimes aggressive is what they want. Mm-hmm. They want yes, to be aggressive. True. But what I'm saying, you yeah, have to that so that you don't become passive and a victim, but also you don't become a perpetual, you know, perpetuate. <laughs> You do not become uh, someone who victimizes others, or you lose control, and or you go crazy. You, I mean, you do have to like stay alert, and you have to be your best self. And you know that sometimes you have to go in, and you've mm-hmm. got to fight your battles, and sometimes 
you have to step back and just let things unfold. Well, so okay. When you, when you okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on just a minute. But that's what, that's what Bella is talking about, being assertive. The assertive is, is going to get you a lot further than aggressive. Assertive is just letting them know you are strong in the position you are taking. And you are going to maintain that position. Aggressive, aggressive is going. Sometimes. Aggressive, aggressive is going forward at them. Who is this? I'm aggressive, but I don't feel bad about it, and I see I see where okay. it works for me. Yeah. Well, and that's great. For me, aggressive. <coughs> uh, my my dentist called me. What did he call me? Belligerent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when I stood my ground, I got up out of the chair and I said. What are you talking about? Mm. When he was trying to convince me that these these crowns on the um, on some of my teeth were just fine, and I said no, they're not. And and then within a few weeks, my tooth actually broke off. They were so bad. But um, and he, according to him, I was being belligerent. I mean, aren't kids belligerent? Aren't adults assertive? You know, I wasn't being <laughs> aggressive. I just got up out of my chair to talk to him face to face, which he didn't like. You know, he'd rather have me sitting on the, in the chair and he's talking to my back of my head. Um, but, you know, we can't be, we need to be assertive. I suppose I could have been more just calm and assertive with him. Um, I don't know. But anyway. Well, I don't agree, but for yourself. Well, we're put in impossible situations sometimes. I mean, that's your health, your teeth. I mean, that's outrageous what they do to you. Um, I was aggressively aggressively pursuing justice when that detective called my son. Before that, I didn't know what was going on, but then once he involved my son, something kicked in and I became, you know, a warrior fighter, and I aggressively pursued justice, and I got at least something done, you see? Yeah. The the chief of police, uh, I got a letter from the chief of police that they had investigated it. They didn't find that he did anything wrong, but it was there. You know what I'm saying? At least something oh, yeah. And, if, if that, and for you, that's, and that's great. Unfortunately, um, and unfortunately being most of us women, and actually all of us here are women right now, um, we are often seen, unfortunately. Unfortunately, we do have to play a bit of a game as far as maintaining our cool and, and appearing um, sane, because it's too easy to interpret aggressive women as bitches and out of control, blah, blah, you know what I'm saying? I'm but sorry, that probably but not an appropriate say, comment. But you're saying we have to, what I'm saying is no, we don't. I don't mm. accept it. There are times when it's okay to be aggressive to get things done, and sometimes when you know that you need to just um, uh, do it differently. Uh, we have our masculine and our feminine side and our neutral centered and sometimes we step out of these the center in different ways depending on what's needed so what is needed is that we um do something with ourselves so that we know how to stay as calm as possible so that then we naturally and instinctively react in the appropriate way and sometimes we are being guided to go for the kill and sometimes we're being guided to be nurturing and compassionate or be quiet and just let it unfold, you know. There's something else working here that's working towards good. Just let it be. You, you don't have to start being 
sensitive to this and working to be in that. It's like kind of being in your power, knowing yourself and letting that best self move forward to um, to take take care of the situation. I just wanted to say something. How um, I I I've been targeted. I think I think my whole family was, and I start putting the pieces together. And I remember when um, I had my young son and I moved to a state um, because um, I was moving a lot. And um, I was living somewhere on an apartment on the top floor. And underneath me, there there seemed like pe- there were people moving in and out a lot. And they were always, the woman was getting beat up. I was just getting, the woman was screaming and uh, there was fighting. It was like three times. And I didn't do anything because in the past I had done stuff and I have paid for it because I've always been like a whistleblower, speaking up for the underdog, stuff like this. And I was sick and tired of it because uh-huh. I'm the one who speaks up, the situation gets fixed and resolved, but then I have to leave. And I was raising my son and I wanted peace, but three times this happened. And I was really suffering because there was an injustice and terrible things going on underneath me, and I wasn't doing anything. And then finally, the last time, I picked up the phone, and I called the police, and I had to give my name who I was, and I said, screw this. And it's, the police came. The people, the next day, they were gone. They fled. Something had happened. They were gone. And after that, it never happened again. Uh, a young uh, family moved in downstairs, and it was fine. And I've always thought about that, like, why did that happen? What lesson was I being taught, you know? Uh-huh. It's crazy. So well, is but with our... I always look at that. I always look at that, you know, like, uh-huh. um, you have to be do what you feel is right and be yourself, no matter what. We're here for a lot of us who are targeted individuals, it is the ones who have come in, I feel, to speak truth and um, to bring justice into the situation. Uh-huh. And you have to see yourself. You have a God-given purpose. And you know how you always come into the world in situations where people have needed help or a situation needs to be taken care of. We just become wiser in how we do it. But sometimes, you know, we're called upon to take that action to save a child. I've I've done things like I'm wondering like am I once I was wondering am I being targeted because of that 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 ring an international ring of pedophiles that I inadvertently helped to out and the man one of them went to jail and he hung himself and I'm saying oh my god are they targeting me because of that and then I'm thinking well are they targeting me because of that and I think of all the situations that I was in where I had to speak up, you know. So you okay, know, well, we have to speak up for ourselves. I agree. But we're, we're kind of mincing words here. Um, being being aggressive, if that's your 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 avenue, that's great for me and for to to maintain our our um, I don't know our, our our sanity. If we can just if we can kind of go center even when we're angry, and I think they like to get us angry and get us to go off on people. When we're angry, if we can say, let me, be a, let me just deal with the facts here. Let me keep my emotions out of it and deal with the facts. We will probably and ultimately get further ahead. Does that make sense? If we just deal with the facts, just 
express our our opinions, just deal with the facts. You know, I don't like the way, you know, you're, you're following me too close. I don't understand that. As opposed to, listen, you perp, you, 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 you know, um, uh, gang stalker, leave me alone. You know, if we can just say, I don't understand why you keep showing up where I am. I don't understand. Can you tell me that? Um, I said, I said, you touch me, and you're going to regret it. I'm going to break your arm. You're following me. I got pictures of you, but you dare to touch me, and that's the end of you. And they have left me alone. They are scared because they're not expecting it from a small woman who's normally quiet. You see? Well. You, I'm saying, you're a moderator, and maybe, maybe that is the purpose you serve, you know, to moderate. You're more peaceful in that sense. No. Also, uh, humor does is great. Believe it or yes, not, in, a, in an aggressive situation. You know, you so. I have right. used humor. Yeah, like you know, you want to back up a little, or yeah, we you know, somebody. You. <laughs> I mean, you know, and wink at them or something. You know, just yeah. kind of real light, and it, that throws them off too. Believe it or not. Oh, humor! humor. I believe it. There are people who who are okay. Like, humor is very powerful, humor. and I think Bella had a point there. Very good point. We can humor is one of our best tools. Um, it is. It certainly lets them know you know. It lets it them know that you 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 know that you're not being weak, that you're not afraid, that you're not going to go. Oh, I got to move. I got to get out of here. You just mm-hmm. you know kid them, and and I think that's very powerful. That was one of my most powerful tools until I had a shrink screw me around so much I seemed to have lost it. Um, but humor is a very powerful tool. It gets mm-hmm. across what you want to get across in a way that lets them know. I, I just, you know, if, if 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 aggressiveness and telling people you're going to break their arm, if that works for you, I think that's great. Um, I tell you something. I've had an experience where a powerful experience, but it was only one time. It was an extreme experience where a woman was actually coming at me. And I was in a very peaceful, quiet place, and um, my heart opened spontaneously, and there was this amazing love that went forth towards her that stopped her in her tracks. I I saw her the next day. Uh, She said that she had been sick the whole night, and when I saw her the next day, she looked terrible, but she came in peace, and she started explaining to me why she did that to me. Why did she do it to you? That was crazy, unbelievable experience. What did she say? What did she say? Why had she done that? If she was coming at you, did she say why she'd done that? Because she was going through stuff with some people, and she felt that I was um, participating and I was involved, and I, she was jealous and angry and um, she, like, had had enough, and I was the target. And so um, I didn't know what the heck she was talking about, and we got to talk about it. But that only happened once, and I just can't – it was not even something that I did on my own intentionally. It was just that I was just in this very quiet, centered place. And I didn't know her, and I wasn't expecting anything, and she was coming towards me. Uh-huh. And it happened, and it was okay. some detective things came in. But there are different ways of responding. I'm just saying, it's like I'm not all the time talking about kicking someone's butt or breaking their arm or stuff like that. I mean, but there are situations when I know 
that it is okay for me to tell a big guy who's following me and is threatening me to, to confront him without being afraid or showing fear, not to letting him know that I am not a victim, I will take action, and he better be prepared to kill me because somebody's going to get hurt here and it's not going to be me. I'm going to fight to protect him. You know, there's some times when you kind of like, um, you will have to step up that way, but not all the time. And those are extreme things, but we are targeted individuals, and sometimes they are threatening extreme things. Sometimes you run, sometimes you run and hide, and sometimes you just have to turn around, look at them in the eye, and say, this is where I draw the line. I'm not running anymore. Either you gotta, I'm going to stand here and you do whatever you're going to do, I'm not going to react, or you try to do what you're going to do, and you're going to have a big fight on your hands. You just right. have to know how you're going to respond, and you'll know when you get strong and centered in yourself. Well, and that's one of the things that we're trying to do here is is get our power together, get our get get more knowledge, share share issues that um, are areas that we have found help for ourselves, or we've been able to address issues in a in a, a calm manner. I hate the fact that I address it that that we are women and therefore we need to act in a certain way. That's not necessarily true, and I don't. And that's not me. But I do, I do think they like to make us. They like to make us look like we're, we're, you know, crazy women. Just, I mean, yeah. women do get yeah. addressed that way, and that's a shame. But I think, you know, what we're doing here is trying to understand that yes, this happens, and share what what works, you know, what works for us. Um, yeah. What works for you guys, by the way, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> what works for you? Do you feel? Did you say Bella or uh-huh. Ella? No, I said Bella. Ba. Bella. <laughs> um, well, like I said, it depends on the situation. I, If I'm in a good mood, I'll use humor. Mm-hmm. Kind of just, you know. Yeah. It throws them off a little bit. It does. It um, does. People, it, it, it's like it, 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 um, it causes them to go, hold it. She's being funny and nice, and but right. let me know. It, it, I think you're absolutely right. It does throw them off. You I don't know. I experiment. I've tried being the more, you know, a little bit, not ag- aggressive, I guess, uh, more, you know, standing my ground kind of. And it doesn't, I don't find that helps me. What, Personally, I mean, uh, it's not as effective, but I, I totally understand right. that feeling because I have it a lot. You know, you just, you can feel it welling up in you when somebody is, Herping you, and you want to slug them, you know. But, uh, but of course, we don't do that. We're we're challenged every day. I mean, when I grab my keys and head out the door, I think, wow, you know, what am I going to encounter? Yes. So you have to be quick thinking, and uh, you know, yeah. it just it just depends. But I I don't find that aggression is helpful for me. I I have found that I don't particularly get anywhere with that. It's probably not convincing. I mean, well, because it's not, I'm not it's convincing. Not <laughs> what, what I mean well, is I that, think. Hello. We're not going to say it's not, it's not you. Oh, no, I could be convincing. Oh, believe me. <laughs> I guarantee you, she can be convincing. Um, Bella doesn't take a lot of crap from anybody. Um, um, she stands her ground. Um, I, my problem with the idea of aggression is that is that 
that's kind of where they want us to go. They want yes. us to come off the wall at them. They want us. Well, I can I can tell you an experience where I approached this white car in this little development I live in, and this poor woman. I mean, I was like sitting behind her because she was at this stop, and I just knew she was waiting for me. I was so crazy, and I and I I stopped and I and I sat across the the street from her in my car, and rolled down my window and just. Stared at her. The poor thing. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that the bus was dropping the kids off, and that she was waiting for her child. You know, I just knew she was right. pushing me. So I'm. And she she rolls down her window and says, "Uh, can I help you?" You know. And I just and I glare at her and say, "No." And I drive off. And then I come back around and I sit behind her. And she's this poor woman thinking, "Oh my God." I mean, it was. That was the one time I really lost my cool. Um, um, I should, I do show my aggression towards the one-eyed cars because I tend to flip them off when I see them, and I probably <laughs> stop that, you know. Um, um, but that, you know, um, <laughs> we can't get. I was just saying things to yourself when I walk my dog. I have a little dog, and a lot of these guys have huge dogs. These perps. They, I notice they have these gigantic, you know, or Dobermans, very intimidating animals that they they use, you know, to kind of intimidate you. And I, I just always think things to myself, like, oh, you're, you must have, like, a little dicky or, you know, <laughs> silly. I mean, really, you know, silly things I would never say out loud. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I just hum- kind of humor myself, you know. Like that. That's great. I love it. I know really? that's not appropriate. Oh, I think that's very funny. Very, that's very inappropriate. That's why we're here. <laughs> I don't say it out loud. So You wonder about people with control <laughs> issues. Yeah. I've yeah. different I've oh, different they're different I've oh, I like that. I like we could, we could always say, Do we have control issues? You know, are we are we under? You know, I mean, you could say that to them. Do we have some control issues here? You're standing way yeah. too close to me. You know, um, yeah, I like that. Ella, that's good. And I love that Bill is a little dicky. Sorry, guys, we're just being funny. I mean, I know. there's guys I here. I think a lot of men, there a are. lot of men who drive the fancy cars who are very controlling have little dickies. <laughs> you know, figuratively or literally. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyways, we needed a good laugh. <laughs> we did, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here is to laugh. Thank you, Bella. To get ourselves in a place where we're feeling a little more confident in ourselves and being able to laugh at them. <laughs> I mean, that's important, I think, to be able, and and that's one of the ways I handle mine. When I come home and I realize that they've been messing with something or, you know, usually usually it's true they have been. I, a few times lately I've thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's happening? And then I realize that it lies at something that I've done that's happening but, um, but you know, oftentimes, and the only way I can address it now is, and I say it out loud, is just, oh, really? Are we going to do this one again? You know, it, they're messing with my phone lately. I'm, I'm getting these supposedly, supposedly all lines to the little town next to me, teeny little town, from my teeny little town, all lines are busy. Well, 
you know, I've heard that recording since Manhattan Beach for 25 years. You know, um, all of a sudden, but it's always it's preceded with a certain sound, and that certain sound is an iTunes sound um, that they, that is a recording, and it, it always starts out with a, uh, and then it goes into you know all lines are busy now, but it starts out with an. Uh, it's so weird, but that's how it is, and they've been doing that to me lately, and also. Sometimes I'll call nine different numbers, and they're all busy now. Um, and that's not normal. That's not natural. Nine businesses are not, you know, busy at 11 o'clock in the morning, you know. Both of those exactly happen to me as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Isn't that just amazing? <clears throat> they come in. Yeah. Oh, thank you for confirming that. It's, and that's been going on for years. Um, it's like, you know, now all I can say to that is into my phone, Oh, are we doing this one again? Okay. You know, it's kind of so redundant. It's so ridiculous. And a good deal of what they do is redundant, don't you think? Yes. There's only there so go. much they can do. There's a term for that. I read this gang-stalking book about, or not a book, it was something, an article online. And there's a term when they just run out of things they do. So they just keep doing the same thing. They uh-huh. try to create, they sit yeah. around, they try to create horrific experiences, traumatic experiences, but then they've tried them all, you know, and then they don't affect us, so they have to try to come up with other horrific experiences oh, that well, get a reaction. Rep- yeah. Repetitive idi- idiocy. Well, they don't yes. seem to have a big repertoire because after they get through with their, a few little scattered new things, then they go right back to the old stuff, and it's just it's so bizarre that they're just re rehashing old stuff. It, are they running out of material? I think so. And by the way, the people that do follow me used to follow me in really expensive cars. Not anymore. <laughs> I think they're either running out of money or or um, I don't know what they're exactly doing. But the people that follow me now are like in little old ratty cars now. You know, the one-lighters, the one-lights that you see coming at you. Right. Um, just little old kind of ratty little cars or big ratty trucks or, you know, and I'm sure now I'll find really sweet cars following me now that I've said that, <laughs> but I just find it interesting that mm. they seem to be running out of something because I am getting the old stuff back again, um, and I am, you know, and, and, and the cars aren't that exquisite except the guy down the street who's now got a red Cadillac who's an electrician. Um, and um, has clearly been watching what's going on in my here. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just think they're maybe running out of steam. You know, you just made I'm, me remember something. What, Ella? <laughs> About two years ago, they've done some almost comical things. You know how they have people follow you. One day, and sometimes they have really good-looking guys do it. And I don't know yeah. why they do that. These two guys that were shirtless and oh. they were in a perfect, <laughs> and perfect like, body. Was, yeah. <laughs> these guys can follow me anytime. But anyways, <laughs> they were in a like. 50s truck, and this is how, but the truck, those old cars, their motors are loud, right? Right. Sometimes they'll wait around the corner, wait for my car, but see, with the old truck, you can hear the motor. And I was with, (laughs) hold on, I was with my daughter in the car, and I heard that motor, but it wasn't going, it was just like waiting for me, you know, waiting for me to get to the end of the street. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really loud. And remember that blue truck, that funny blue truck that was following us, and that was doing all that weird stuff? And, um, 
but yeah, so um, so when it's a, when it's a newer car, I can't hear them around the corner waiting for me, obviously. Um, but this car, I could hear, and then we saw them, and they were just two shirtless guys, and they were being really crazy. And my daughter, and I told my daughter, "Go, oh, I guess those are the guys following us today." Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they were shirtless and like like looked like probably ex-military, but like really good looking. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. My daughter yeah. was like, "He's cute." They try. Well, they try. They try variety. I keep seeing these people walking by, usually with adorable little dogs, and that always gives right. Um, and then, and then the ladies with the babies in the baby carriages, you know, and then the the kind of the older gentlemen, but very snazzy, you know, um, looking my way. Um, I, I mean, it's like, and I, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just too paranoid. Maybe I'm just so paranoid. I think everybody's walking by. But the thing is, I'm on a dead end street, and right. and so they're not going anywhere. But I, I don't know. I don't you're know. right. That's a good point, Linda. If you're walking your dog, you don't typically walk in a cul-de-sac no. or a dead end street. That's no. a good point. No. It doesn't make sense. Especially when I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. Look at all these fun things I'm missing. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll just put it out there for her perps. You know, just some hot models. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, just I don't I don't know. I can't I don't have any. I, I can't see them so they don't even oh, I know I, I know my, my punchline was coming. You gotta go up and feel your stalkers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta read them. Well, yeah, you gotta <laughs> I found the darndest people walking by at just the most opportune times. Like when my car wouldn't start, I had to get to the dentist. And there is a lady who who actually lives many blocks away, happens to be walking down my street, happens to take. It was just so weird. It was the whole thing was so weird. Um, um, and and she was asking me an awful lot of questions on the way. Why go get her? Oh, that was oh. my daughter oh, calling okay. my calling my little daughter Miss Annoyance because oh. you know. Um, um, But also recently this lady was walking, well, I didn't, she was sort of standing there. And as I was walking out with my dogs to walk them, she she, um, suddenly starts walking. I mean, she's just standing there by my mailbox, and suddenly she's walking, because I saw her before I opened the door, because I walked by my windows. And um, it's like, and then she was wanting to talk to me about medical situations in the area. And now I, I was like, really? You want to what? You want me to go to dental, do you, honey? Um, it was just weird because first she wasn't even, she was just hanging there. And then suddenly starts walking as I'm starting to leave my house um, with her dog. I, I, that was too obvious. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Several times I've tried to find Bella's website. I hate to interrupt, but I can't find it. What am I doing wrong? You know, I can write oh. a book and I can't find Bella's website. Uh, are you doing the uh, .wordpress.com? You have to have .wordpress and then .com. What's, what's the first Is one? that information for TIs and then .wordpress.com? I'll try that one next. Okay. I haven't tried that one yet. <laughs> it is so, oh, we've got, oh, here's, did you want my, oh, okay, now, I know I'm supposed to be sending you some information. Hi, hi, Mike. Hey, how are you today? I'm good, hi. how are you? All right. Hello. You're hello. always, thank you for coming. Did you get my message? <laughs> uh, I, I saw it, yeah, briefly. I, I can't, can't really stay long, but I, I like to come in and, and say hello. 
Thank you, Mike. Wait, wait till I find my microphone. Wait a minute. There you go. We can hear I have you now. I on a certain side, otherwise I don't know which side I'm talking into. Is that any better? I don't know. Yeah, that's um, better. All right. See, I, I knew I, I knew that my system was saying. I knew there was a message from my madness. Uh, yeah, I sent a message. Are uh, you, I'm doing are you fine. Okay? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just came back from taking Sophie to the woods, and I. Yeah. Yeah, I gave her a quick bath because I want to give her the monthly flea treatment. Yeah, I have oh, to. Yeah. I, I I suppose I have to wash my dogs sometime this yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> well, she goes out. She, we go out there every day at least once, and yeah. she rolls around in in the grass and stuff before we yeah. come back. And I think flea flea and tick season is going to be over up here soon. Yeah. But I just like to give it to her anyway. Yeah. Well, you're very good, to Sophie. I think our animals ha- keep us a little bit positive, don't you? Oh, my, very much so. Very much so. I can, come, I can come back in here, and it's and it's just people are just going at it with this stuff right from you know from all night long, and then this morning when I come back, and they're still going going on with it, yeah. you know, continuously. And but you know, I just take care of her and talk to her and play around with her and focus on my own stuff. I mean, in between saying less than savory stuff to the other folks, <laughs> <laughs> because you know if people are going to keep this up. This is this is something that's done. For uh, with with destructive intent, huh? with destructive intent. Yeah. So um, I, I have no reason to be, uh, especially in my own apartment, civil, <laughs> or, or even or civil or polite or anything. Nothing, nothing like yeah. that. <laughs> but but all aside, I am. I, I mean, I, I usually am, and she's very positive. We're very positive together. And it's a it's a it's a really nice day today. It's going to yeah, be how are you? Here. I'm oh, yeah. good. We're trying to laugh, and we're, we've done a fairly good job of it. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm glad about that. And we have some wonderful participation from in the in the chat room. I'm not sure all of you guys can see it, but uh, to me 28. I think it's to me 28. Um, yes. Um, he, he we were talking about a few things about men that we think maybe they had, the reason they have these great big huge dogs. They might have something else that's kind of little, you know, and we, we all laughed about that. <laughs> I don't know what and you know what so then what does that say about me? I'm a great big guy with a little dog. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> 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 well, that tells us a lot about you, Mike. <laughs> oh, no. The secret is out? Oh, sorry. I was, try, I was trying to keep that a secret. Yeah. Yeah, some people need that, that show of of whatever, and I've never been like that. Maybe because I've always been tall or big or whatever. I don't, I don't need to put it. I, I don't need that. And some some people do, whether it's men or women, and and yeah. maybe that means they don't feel good about, you know, what's going on in the world around them. They don't they don't feel secure. I don't know that 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 in itself, those kind of people sometimes are what um, causes them to do stuff to our kind yeah. of people. Well, that's probably one of the reasons they're in this in the first place. Is if they're feeling inadequate. What better in certain areas? What better way to feel adequate and powerful than to come <laughs> and abuse people? I mean, that's how of some course. people roll, you know. Now that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You feel inadequate, go abuse people. You'll feel much yeah. better. My yeah. God, I think they have mm. a little twisted attitude, but you know, um, yeah. And, Isn't it great though? Everybody's everybody came back. Your call is getting bigger. Everybody is, came back for for uh, another. 
another morning of it, which is great. I think it'll keep on growing, and and it, it shows that there's a lot. Of, there's going to be more and more people who want a, a positive note and and have a lot of hope. To start their day. To start their day. You know, um, uh, we have we also have another guest who's happy to be here. Thank you, guest eleven. And James has James Lyco has just joined us. And good. Thank you, James, for coming. Um, We're hopefully we're we're hopefully starting our day on a kind of a happy note and and laughing at people. (laughs) Not most people. I'll I'll, I'll make some. some, I'll I'll make some. uh, I'll make some funny noises. Wait a minute. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that will be our next call. We're all going to bring noisemakers. No, do you know what that is? Every time I give Sophia stuffed toy that squeaks, she she tears it up, and all the cotton and stuff comes flying out, yeah. and I have to take the squeakers away because she'll try and swallow the little squeakers in there. <laughs> so I have a I have pockets full of them sometimes, and then when I walk around with them, I forget, and if I bump against the door of the chair, I start to squeak. <laughs> or you sit down. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, that's good. I used to have I, a little. Go ahead. No, I just that's it. I have to remember to take them out of my pockets, or, or you know, if I go get in somebody's oh. car, or I'm in somebody else's place, I bump something, and I'm, they're like, "What was that noise?" <laughs> so. <laughs> you like a big squeaky toy. Oh no, I don't need my, that now. On top my of everything dog else. My love you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I get I get I get poked and squeezed enough for whatever you want to call it, but you know, as it is. So I'll just take all these out of my pocket. Yeah. I used to have a little Yorkshire Terrier. God bless her little heart. But when I would get on the phone, it was I. There was this little cactus that just had the loudest squeak. She would come right next to me and just start squeaking her little heart out. Right. And right. Do that. Like like you're so yeah. easy. Tends to want tends to talk to you when you're on the call. Often. Oh, now now she's totally. I'm I'm totally don't exist. I have to actually reintroduce myself uh, in the, right in this morning because I gave her um, uh, something new to chew on, and so I was just the delivery system. I, after that, I'm I'm out of the picture until it's gone. So she's good to go for the you know for the time. I'm good to go for the time she's still got pieces of it left. She's looking at me now like I'm going to take it away any minute. No, no, I'm really, I'm not. I promise you. <laughs> she gave me no. to that side look like yeah. nobody yeah. can hear me. Yeah. No, and I'm like, no, believe me, I, I promise I won't, I, I don't want any. You guys, that's interesting because sometimes I look at my dogs and they are looking at me like, I hate you. You know, that <laughs> just that glare. Did anybody yeah. else's dogs do that too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of times during the day, she'll try to get me to play this game where I'm supposed to take it away from her, and she'll tease oh, yeah. me with it. And when I come after her, she'll give me fierce growls and try to, you know, pretend to bite me and yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know. So I, I think I heard somebody. I think I heard somebody call your name. Who? Me? On the call. Yeah. Hello. Somebody call my name. I don't no. Know. All right. All right. Then it was. Uh, then somebody was calling your name in, in, in my head. That's all right. That happens all the time, though. <laughs> it happens all the time. What were you talking about? When? I don't know. No. This right morning, now? sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I don't remember. You're asking me to remember what I was talking about? Uh, I, I just seem to get into my head and cancel it. Um, no. Can uh, I share something? Sure. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to share something that's been going on with me uh, recently that's been just very helpful. 
And I don't even know how, and I got to it because I finally found a safe place to live. So uh-huh. now I have, I have peace and quiet, and I can really see more clearly. When this first started happening at the beginning of this year, I was terrified and overwhelmed. And um, I panicked. I was constantly on the run and just trying to figure out what was going on and doing a bunch of just stupid things. I was very reactionary. And I was uh, paranoid um, and making a lot of assumptions and stressed out beyond belief, not getting any sleep and, of course, getting sick because of that. And um, so now that I have, um, I moved from, it was, it was um, Arizona, no, Northern California, Arizona, Southern California, Arizona, and now after 10 years, I'm back in um, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And so um, now I'm back and I'm quiet, and, um, but I traveled from, um, from did my Sedona, Southern California, Sedona, um, um, New Mexico recently this year when it all started, I was just panicking. I couldn't find a place to live because all the places, I was getting sabotaged. I couldn't make connections because my friendships and relationships were being sabotaged. So and I'm finally here and I'm looking back and I'm seeing how I was being uh, psychologically terrorized and manipulated and my behavior was be starting to be altered and changed. The way that I responded to people when I went out, the way I was dressing, the way I was behaving, how I was very careful about you know, the food, my water, <laughs> and you name it. And now I'm looking back and saying, what was really going on? What's the truth about all this? Like, for instance, like a lot of the symptoms that I was having. Um, so now I just reached an age where it's a turning point. I'm older now, and I I'm, um, I'm really have gotten into menopause. Um, there are, like, a lot of changes going on because of my age. And um, also, I have had a lifetime of taking antibiotics. They're taking their toll on me now. So I have food allergies. There's, like, things that are happening because of that. Also, um, now I'm looking and I'm seeing, like, like for instance, the dog walking thing. They used to use that uh, tactic, coming by with a dog, to look in the house, to look in the car, to check me out, to just let me know they were following me. And then, so I'm looking back and I'm thinking, you know, all of a sudden there is a popularity in dogs, and there are more people who own dogs, a lot more, and a lot more people that are out there. They're just walking their dog. My son is one of them. And um, all his friends got dogs. Instead of babies, they all got dogs. And so also um, there are um, a lot of people who leave their car lights on uh, just because that's the way uh, it is. So I just started thinking, and then there is a fashion of wearing um, baseball caps. There's a look with those shoes and then the backpack. And so I started realizing that in actuality, how many people were actually following me? How many cars? What's the truth going on here? How many of these symptoms were really the cause of me being um, attacked in that way? Um, or maybe the cause of my stress already, like uh, kicking in 
symptoms that were already there, but just making them worse. And so um, I just started um, looking at this, and I and it just brought me peace of mind. It brought me peace of mind because now I go out and I'm like, you know, it's like I know that that person is not following me. You know, there's an alternative way of looking at it that um, must that could be somebody who just has their lights on because that's just what a lot of people are doing now. You see well, what I'm saying? On is one, yeah, lights on is one thing, but at the same time, um, I think what we need to also look at is if you suddenly get a, a whole onslaught of one light, one light cars, you know, um, then then um, not that many people are driving around. It shouldn't be because you get a, you can get a ticket with just one light on. But when you see them every time I go down Highway 4, I always see one light, or when I go to another city even, then I'm seeing all these one-lighted cars coming at me or a few. It's a little unusual. It's, it's, it's unnerving. unnerving. It is unnerving. And I remember when um, a while no, what I'm my, saying I, is, when I had my, what I'm just saying is that when I had my first uh-huh. car and I just, I didn't have a lot of money and the um, one of the front lights got broken. I was hit and it got broken and I absolutely never repaired it. <laughs> and I was driving okay. around with, with one light. And I just was mm-hmm. thinking about this, you know. All I'm saying is that there is, for peace of mind, there is a choice to maybe start looking at this differently and to really investigate what's go, what's really going on. How much of this is then messing with my head mm-hmm. and, also, uh, and, and making me believe that out of the two people that are following me every now and then, now I believe that all the time there are like hundreds of people all around me following me. That's all this I'm is true. This is and true. But when you see, excuse too. me, this is true. But when you see the same car behind you twelve different times, and it's just out. I mean, something. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah. I agree yeah, with you. I agree I'm with saying. you that no, we can. That's some, that's I agree with just a minute. Please, I agree with you that sometimes our minds can take off, you know, with this. But, hon, we need to be aware. If we're aware enough of our surroundings, and I agree. Now, when I just see these people walking down the street, some of me thinks, eh, come on, Linda. I don't always think, but when it's a, it's a, it's, when it's a pattern, I think if you look at the pattern, if you see a pattern going on and it's consistent, you need to take a look. Like a pattern is the same car 12 times. That's a pattern. It makes no sense because I don't go down Highway 4 that often. But when I'm going down Highway 4, every time the same guy gets behind me, something's up. You know, right, then that's justified. You're justified then. But I'm saying this is something different not to be ag- to agreed with or disagreed with. I, all I'm saying is that this is an alternative way of, of being in the world to help to bring you peace of mind and to start changing your thinking from the way that they are now conditioning you to think, to kind of, you know, to start owning your life again and have start having a normal, uh, healthy life and peace of mind. So also with illness, um, we also, like, are at our age, we have lived a lifetime of fluoride in toothpaste, in our water. If you do research, you know, how horrible fluoride is to the system and eventually what it does to the brain, to the nervous system. I'm just saying 
there are there are actual reasons why um, a lot of stuff is happening. Uh, cell towers. Living near a cell tower, and then we live. Uh, I lived near. There were three um, around me, like a triangle, and the cell towers themselves. Um, when I was re- re- researching, I remember being especially sick then. And then I'm thinking, you know, it was living near those cell towers that was doing a lot of that. But because I had been attacked, I was assuming that they were attacking me 24-7 in all this. So that's what they do. They play on something that is normal, and, and then they jack it up for a while so that then you think that something that is occurring that's normal is them, that they've got all that power, all that money, and all that backup that they're surrounding you and all this, and they're doing that when actually every now and then, you know, somebody will come around and a few of them. And, but then you're thinking, oh, my God, it's all these people, or this illness is coming from them. And then I realize, well, because I don't have, I haven't, you know, I've been taking all these antibiotics, and now when I eat this particular food, I can't digest it. So I get an immediately violent reaction in my mucus system gas, and all that, but then those are symptoms also that they can uh, reproduce with their electronic stuff. So then I'm like, but so then I'm, I'm starting to sort it out is what I'm saying, and in doing that, it's bringing me peace of mind, and it's also like disempowering them, and I'm taking my power back. Not only that, but um, so, so I also have been, I just went back to contacting, like I, lately I have, um, I used to be a Christian scientist, and then, but I've explored all these different religions and stuff. And I kind of went back to that just because I felt the need to, because they're very good at addressing this psychological um, uh, stuff, and it helped to ground me. And even since I'm doing this about being doing this reality check, this has been going on slowly. But I only realized the last few days that this is what I was doing. And um, just today when I talked to my Christian science practitioner friend who I've known for, you know, 20 years, she uh-huh. just gave me a website that their, uh-huh. one of their publications is doing something on um, this um, exactly what ITs are going through. It's been two years now that they've decided to do these special articles with all these wonderful journalists to focus on what is the truth about this that's going on. And they do. They write about how um, this stuff is coming into the home. It just floored me when I started looking at some of the articles because it's like, I, I think you know, they're like the first major publication, international, well-known, that are really looking into this and, uh, and are trying to tell the truth, you know, and bring some balance. And I thought that was amazing, you know? And this is Christian scientists are looking into this, into what, the perping, the... Um... Targeting? Yeah, that, that whole targeting thing with um, the, the the hacking, the identity mm-hmm. that who exactly how, when they mm-hmm. when they hack and they steal your identity and information, how exactly are they uh, using it, getting rid of it? And they did a whole article on there are these places where they go and they sell your information, your card information, and all this stuff. And okay. They, and and then um, okay. Now what are we? Where are we going with all this? What I'm saying is that, does anybody else understand what I'm saying? Well, you've said quite a few things. I'm wondering where you're going with it. I'm just saying that there is a a way of getting out of the box that they try to put us in by um, 
consciously um, reevaluating what the truth is about what you're experiencing and what's going on, questioning it all, and then researching and finding balance and really being honest, you know, about uh, what you're experiencing, what your history is, you know, what you're really seeing, and trying to put two and two together to make four rather than to make five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's kind of, place. you know, and that's kind of why we're here. We're trying to kind of sort through and and kind of help each other be logical because sometimes yeah. when you share a situation, when you share it, it it loses less, it loses its power off, and just by the very act of sharing it, it loses its its craziness. It loses its its um, the insanity that we do wander around in. Um, I I see what you're saying, but I also know that's why we're here. And for me, when I start going in, we need we need we need to understand. Okay, there's a fine line between between the insanity of what we are experiencing and then taking it because what we're experiencing is insane, and it does make us a little out there. What we're doing now is trying to kind of bring back in, you know. Um, and I appreciate your input. Um, I'm just. Um, I just don't want us to to make people feel like they're crazy, you know, because they're reacting to this stuff. Um, and what I'm or, saying is that we we I'm what I'm saying is that we're made we're being made to feel that we're crazy, and so uh, there's a way of letting ourselves know, grounding ourselves to unravel that, to deconstruct the mindset that they're trying to impose on us. I don't think it, and, that's the case at all. <clears throat> I don't think we're being made to feel we're crazy, number one. There's an alter, alternative program going on, and I think after you've been in this program for a much longer time, you'll see that you're in the earliest stages, that we might have all been at your stage, but we're very much past that now. I know people we know, are pulling We know what the reality know, of this is. I know is. people are pulling rank on me because this happened yesterday. Since you're new, you don't know. But I do know, and I'm sharing something important, and you guys don't want to hear it. I just kind of feel you want to stay in the box. And I'm just saying this is a way, a key, a way that of moving out the I think if that's for you, if that works, that works okay. for you. Uh, I understand that's, that's what you're saying. I know I'm because just, I'm out. I go out a lot. I don't like to stay in my house too much. But I have tried the, I'm going to assume everything is normal, the activity around me, until proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah. And it hel- helps me deal with it a little better. It's like, oh, you know, that, that car that was at the intersection at the same time I was may have just arrived at the same time. So <laughs> I, I, I understand oh, what you're saying. Not, you know, to, to kind of back time. off and look at it That's more from a normal I'm sharing this wonderful thing, 
I don't see why no one's interested in anything I have to say. I'm just being contradicted. The thing is, is we all have our own ways of dealing with what's going on, and yours is very different than the rest of us. So you have to be in your box, and we're in our boxes. But we deal with things very Uh, differently. After 20 years, you'll see what it's like. This is an unhealthy place to call. Bye. (laughs) Well, she's gone. Yeah. Um, That made no sense. I mean, I, 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 I was getting very anxious listening to her, so I don't know. This is not no, a healthy. Yesterday she was out of line also. So, yeah, I know. I, mean, I, yeah, I heard so. that too. Yeah, on and on and on. No. And, um, and I think this Christian science background has her all um, wound up. Yeah, and the thing is we're here, we deal with our issues. We're not insane. We're not crazy. We And, and yes, I think I tend to, you know, when I think something's happened, I look at it and think, oh, man, again, and move mm-hmm. on. And I think that's what we're all looking for is to recognize it and move on. You know, we don't want to bury ourselves in it. You know what I'm saying? And we don't want to that's get buried right. in, in, in what's going on. So we see it, we recognize it, and we move on. And it's not the major part of my life. It's no, not. and it's the patterns that we look at. You know, like certain, like, uh, you know, um, Bella said earlier, you know, the guy who synchronizes with her, it, 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 it's that pattern that we begin to notice. I think the only reason we do begin to notice things is it is a pattern. You know, it becomes a pattern in our lives. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I go overboard thinking everybody walking down my street is, is trying to get my attention, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like I'm just not that important. Um, um, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll kiddingly refer to that, but I don't really take it seriously. And I, it, it, who cares if they are? You know, I just won't bother with it but um you know i don't know i don't know anyway we have um mike and james and kyle hi kyle kyle's with us how you doing today hon hey linda i'm hanging in there are you are you feeling okay yeah i'm feeling pretty good the i've been using dave's cd and um i got a bunch of chemtrails right when i went out uh Today, yeah. so they must be losing me somehow. I haven't seen, you know, I'm sure they do chemtrails in my city often, but I haven't seen them when I've been out lately, and they were doing them like right over me. Huh. Like I had to walk everywhere because I have a flat tire, um, right. and I was huge chemtrails just right over me, just huge uh, slant of them. So the CD must be making them kind of lose me or something. Um, they got to put well, more. Yeah. That's what he says. He says they can't track you as well because the the, the frequencies are changing. The frequencies that are going back to them, but it, 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 they operate in a loop. You know, they send them in and get the information back. Apparently, this this frequency stops that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely doing something they don't like, and I'm getting better sleep. Um, yeah. Sometimes the music will kind of yeah. jar me awake because I'll yeah. put it on loud. Yeah. And there are certain parts that are very jarring, um, yeah. Yeah. but, like, the rest of my sleep is really good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm still kind of struggling. It's not like a – it hasn't it hasn't cure, It hasn't been a cure-all yet. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely helping me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I find the same thing. I find I can I, – believe it or not, even though I don't sound like it, I um, I find myself being able to think a little more clearly, you know, and um, – 
do you have that with you? Are you are you? You have your thinking going on with the CD. A lot, a lot of the triggers. Yeah. Like the word a lot, and that's not showing up. Whoa. Like I'll, that's not showing up, and then there's other triggers that are very, very, low, like your inner voice. It'll it'll be very, very quiet inner voice. So it's like it's really toning stuff down. Whoa. The remote monitor. I think the remote neural monitoring software has set a lot of stuff, and it is it's really affecting those things. You I mean, know, it, get, you, yeah. you know, I just heard or I just saw something get in the chat. I want to mention is that um, Yes 11 suggested that those of us using Dave's CD should keep a log, and I think that's a great idea to see our ch- our patterns change because we forget. Yeah. We forget how horrible it was because we want to forget that. But, you know, because that's what our, our emotion or mind does naturally is just let go of the really horrific stuff. Um, I think it's a great yeah, idea that we should. Yeah, I find that a lot. Like, they'll hurt me, or they, they did, like, I guess a month back or maybe three weeks back. They really, really hurt me, and I had, like, convulsions. Um, and I found I found myself, uh, you know, really not, not remembering those parts, really forgetting them. And I'm not sure if they did that, like, if they're scrubbing those memories or something like that because they don't want me to be, to be so angry at them or something like that yeah, or yeah. or or if it's the trauma, because usually, you know, people say when you experience a trauma, you know, you're getting a lot of adrenaline. So you really remember oh. uh, bad things that happened to you. So I'm not, but you're right. It's like we do tend to, you know, leave those very bad things behind and just, and the better we get, we kind of, we're just like, okay, well, we're good now. Try and leave those behind. So we, we might want to do a log. And, and, you know, Dave said he wants, um, he does want us to write him a letter. You right. Know, saying, them. Like right. I, I, I need yeah. to try it for like you know definitely another two weeks before I send him a letter and tell him exactly how it helped me. But it's it is. I mean it's definitely making a difference. It does something that they don't like. And I haven't seen chemtrails in in months. I haven't seen chemtrails above me in months. Um, Can I say something too? Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, they they for me anyway. I've had. Um, <clears throat> The first night I used it, I woke up extremely depressed. I called Dave. He said, they'll do anything to get people to not use my CD because it works. I said, okay, I'm going to keep that in mind and keep going. Well, the depression went away. All that went away. And then I had a terrible day yesterday. I was crying all day long, kind of emotional, like listening to music and thinking about all the things we lost. And it felt really good to cry. I kind of got it all out, and then I felt really good afterwards. Yeah, it was like a normal emotion, crying that I needed to do that I hadn't done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like emotions are coming back, too, that have been stifled through the trauma. The trauma stifles yeah. it makes yeah. us numb on the it makes us numb on the inside. Mm-hmm. So this, this awakening of emotion I find to be wonderful. Oh, that's really interesting. And, uh, trauma does, we shut down. We, you know, our, it's a body's natural reaction. It's a way to protect. If you watch a rabbit, when a rabbit has been cornered, they get real still. Yeah. Right. Well, we've been real still, sitting here going, "What the hell's going on?" And all of a sudden, yeah. you wake up one morning and you're not still and you're not numb anymore from the trauma, and you wake up and you feel stuff again, and it's like, "Oh God, thank you, Lord, thank you, Yahweh, whatever, whoever is responding, thank you, Dave." And yeah, I wake up and I don't have to write lists anymore about the grocery store. I can remember stuff, and I, and I used to use lose the list by the time I got to the store anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, no, I've forgotten what I was going to get, but I forgot the whole list. Yes. Yeah, and, have, you and when you're targeted, you can't possibly remember what was on the list. But now yeah. I put it in my head and I go there, and if I don't have a list, it doesn't matter. I remember yeah. what. Yeah, yeah, you're not as frizzy. We have a very wise guest here, guest 11. Um, he's talking about, we're talking about emotions, and he's, he's mentioning you have to release those emotions, and, and then he says, and it's or, or she or he, whichever it is, it's uh, repression that causes depression, and isn't that the truth? Yeah, that is such such good input. You know, they say um, repression is anger turn inward. So yes. if you're, yes. you know, we're angry about this, and if we don't respond to our attackers um, yes. with anger, which they punish today, they punish me. I. You know, I was walking along the street because my, my, I have a flat tire, and I was just, yeah. you know, mumbling under my breath. I was like, you know, you're, you're a snake, and you're a Satan worshiper, and you're just, like, destroying this country, and you get money for it, and you get to have a family, and I don't get to have, you know, I was mumbling under my breath, and they just, they punished me so bad because I wasn't holding it in. I was like, I don't care. I feel good for, you know, saying that you're a piece of blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Um but but then I get punished. But if I but if I just kind of hold it in and keep it to myself, I'll end up getting getting depressed. You know. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Exactly. And and two, I think when we can't release it on on the, on the entity or people or what that are causing it, when we it's like that makes us feel helpless and feeling helpless just causes huge fear and depression. You know. But when we can, and but when we can stop the attacks, and I think the CD helps that, then we can start to know who we are again. Thank God. Does that make sense? Is that what you said? I mean, how did he figure that out? Like, I mean, how did he figure out frequencies to counteract that? Like, you know, he knew, just... he knew that there were infrasound and ultrasound was in those frequencies. Those are the the frequencies that are above and below human hearing. So he made a, a CD that covers not just your hearing frequencies, but those above and below it, which is what they attack us with, infrasound and ultrasound that you can't hear. And there's little, there's all kinds of weird stuff on that CD that freaks everybody out, and it is very um, agitating. But I put it on at night when I'm sleeping, and I don't hear it that way. And I just tell myself, just ignore it, whatever. It's, if it's saying something that I don't want to hear, I'm not going to listen to it, which it's not. But I tell myself that anyway because I'm a little paranoid. But I, I do it that way, and because if I do it during the day, I get real agitated listening to that. But I wanted to share yeah, something with you yeah. guys. It's an interesting new thing that happened to me. I have never, since I've started this program, felt retribution. In other words, I started calls. I did calls for three years. I didn't feel like I was any more targeted then than I normally am, right? Yeah. But I did for the first time last night. I got on a call about governance. There's a group of people, a very select group of people, that were invited into a group that is designing a new government. And they're doing it in a very interesting way that it's kind of a little over my head, but they're following parla- parliamentary processes, however that is, with the correct paperwork and everything. And they asked me to join this group. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. That phone was like radioactive last night. Talking on that call, they did not want me on that call because they cooked me alive when I was on that call. I, could, I couldn't believe it. I said, I haven't had cooking like this in since the beginning. You know, it, it, it had never been this bad. And it's the first time I felt like perhaps my targeting was correlated to what I was doing. And I think forming this new governance 
which is basically a governmental uh, structure to be set up with the original 13 colonies or whatever it is, territory, and then they call us territories on the West Coast and include the territories, and have it set and ready in place legally. And there's paperwork you fill out and blah, blah, blah. And then so that when the government does collapse, you're ready to take over. This is their thought process. So I said, well, I think the military is going to step in and take over if the economy collapses. And they said, no, the Pentagon will be clueless. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. But anyway, this is their plan, and it does kind of follow biblical text. There is a government that's spoken of in one of the scriptures that um, is set up by his people that will take over the world at some point. But I don't know if it's with or without his guidance in the book. You know, they're not real specific or I'm not aware of it. But anyway, that's kind of a, these people feel like they're kind of doing a godly thing, setting this up, whether or not it works or not, I don't know. But it must be something that irritates whoever it is that's in control of this because my phone was, my computer screen and my phone were just blaring radiation last night and it, it felt retaliatory. Like they did not want me on that call. Um, I was on the call the night before, and I wasn't, um, I, I couldn't quite figure it out. Maybe I just wasn't listening well enough, but I, I couldn't, hmm, interesting. I had trouble, too, until one of the gentlemen who was talking about the common law principles kind of took over the call when it was over, and then he uh, went on talking about various and sundry things uh, that included the plan and the philosophy and the <clears throat> the whole bit and how it was supposedly going to work. So I said, well, you know, that's a good plan and that does is biblically based, so we'll just kind of do these things. And it's just basically paperwork and administrative stuff and <clears throat> having <clears throat> getting every all the different <clears throat> territories on board and having enough. I told them we should include Canada and Mexico because uh, that way we'd have the entire North uh, continent in rebellion <laughs> with their own government, telling the, the generals that are going to step in place after our economy collapses, telling them that, oh, no, we're the official government. Here we have paperwork to prove it. Step down. You do what I say. Mm-hmm. That's basically how this is supposedly set up to work. But my opinion is it's not going to happen like that. But no. maybe God will maybe step in and make it happen like that. I don't know. But they're following the precepts of the Bible where it says somewhere where there is a, a governance by his people in the end times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I think that, you know, the states, it, 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 you know, that may not happen, but we are going to have to get this stuff into common law court and we're going to have to go through the state. And each state's going to have to try and help its citizens with this. And then it's going to have to be a bottom-up thing, you know, with targeting. Um, You know, so it does make a lot of sense, like states taking their power back. We're not going to be able to to go to the Supreme Court or go to the, you know, big federal government and have them, you know, work for us. Maybe eventually. That's the point. Yeah, everything has to be kind of bottom-up, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, they were ta- to- they're talking about reestablishing common court, uh, common law courts, and not mm-hmm. using the um, the devil-based uh, uh, um, whatever uh, admiralty courts that have been set up in our country, to ignore them and set up a common law court and a common law um, jurisdiction. And I don't know how that's quite done. I didn't get all the specifics, but they have minutes to this and their notes and blah blah blah. So I'm just listening in. <clears throat> I'll keep you informed, but. <clears throat> as to what how it's going, but anyway, I just mentioned that because uh, Kyle mentioned retaliatory targeting, 
And I had never really noticed or experienced that until I got on that call and said, whoa, this is off the chart. So That's I really guess a fun I get. Like, I get a lot of retaliatory, um, you know, targeting. Like, when I make a video, they'll make my phone heat up, like you say. Um, you know, he, he's waiting because his wife is actually a good woman. So he wants, like, even though, like, me saying, hey, you're a murderer, you're murdering me because he, he tortures me, you know, all the time. But he will really turn it up. I mean, if I if I talk back to him, like this morning I was talking back to him, I was like, I don't care. I feel like a good person calling you a piece of shit. Uh, and I'm sorry, I know this is supposed to be a positive call, but I was like, you know, I feel like a good person calling you a piece of shit. You know, you're attacking my family, and you get to have a family and look like the hero of the community. You know, and I and you know, you're telling all these lies about me while you murder me for years and years and years. I'm like, you're a snake. You're a snake. And then I. And I saw, like, a 15-year-old who, who lives at my condo riding his bike around me because they always put these young kids, these young kids are learning how to stalk. And I go, you know what you're doing to that kid? You're setting him up to think that this is okay, and when he turns about 20, if this program isn't stopped, he's going to meet some girl that doesn't like him, and he's going to say, I can do whatever I want to her. You're setting up this whole thing where these kids that are harassing us are going to, like, just do whatever they want. They're going to be like, when they get older, if this program is still in place, which it's not going to be, they're going to be like, oh, that girl doesn't like me. Well, I got some microwave weapons, and I can just look at her all the time. I mean, they're going to they're, they're setting up this dark future. If this program stays in place, we will have uh, backboneless, just, um, you know, just horrible evil people. And so yes, but here's the deal. It. Here's the deal. If we can all get our hands on Dave's, Dave's CDs, we will stop reacting to them. We will stop. Yes. They will stop being able to loop into our brains and get that all that information they need, or into our bodies to know how to, you know, set us off, what to say, and they will not be able to follow us as well. And I think that's really the brilliance of that of that CD and what will hopefully in the long run help lift this situation. I think this is a brilliant way for us to help ourselves. By the way, does anybody, I don't know if anybody wants, does anybody here need his information, you guys? I would give it out on call, Linda, because, like, everybody needs to do that. Like, everybody needs to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm going to. That's something with their normal monitoring. I think it actually is going to help us enormously, Um, Mm -hmm. all of us, and I'm going to get his information up here. And yeah, he gives his call, his information out on the call, so I don't feel, you know, like I'm doing something I shouldn't and not be doing as soon as I can find it. Do you, have you need to have CD checked out, though. Kara. You guys need to get that CD taken to an audio engineer that's a third party and get them to go through it, because the ability to put subliminal messages and that kind of stuff is huge. And I'm not saying Dave did that by any means. I don't hear anything yeah, on the CD. Yeah, but it's kind of, it's kind of it's, it's ridiculous to go do that, guys, because even if you go and they say there's nothing on it, as soon as you bring it home, they can put something on there. You just have to weigh the balances, you know. And I mean, you can get it checked out, but... How are they going to put it on a CD that you're playing in a portable CD player that's not interfered with, with the Internet at all? It's called radio frequencies. Yeah. Um, okay, if it works, it works. If it works, yeah, it I, works. And if it's not working, play it on my computer. If I play it on my computer, I'll, I'll unplug my um, modem, you know, just yeah. in case. Like, I don't yeah. think anything yeah. through it, but if I play it on my computer, I'm like, I unhook the modem for the night, and then I go to 
sleep. And I think we should all maybe unhook our modems for the night anyway. I, you know, I, offered, I, offered, I offered for people that were afraid to use the CD to be the guinea pig. I said, for those of you out there that are afraid, I'm willing, and I know there might be others like Kyle and Linda, who are willing to try this, but I am personally willing to try it and get back to you because you know I'm honest. And I've been... <laughs> yes, you are. And Karen, I've been using it, you know, all the time. Like, since I got it two days ago... I've been listening to it straight through, except on the calls. It, it hasn't hurt my hearing. Um, it's only helped. Um, you know, you probably just don't want to blare it. Um, but I, I haven't been able to get up to a volume where it hurts my hearing at all. So yeah, I turn, I turn my head full blast at night, and I tell myself to get used to it. And then I do, and I fall asleep, and I don't hear it, and I wake up feeling better. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listen to it for days, too. It never did anything negative to me. What? I said I listened to it for days, too. I didn't notice anything negative. I noticed a few positive things. But if you get an audio engineer to take it apart, you can just see what exactly is on there, and we would all know. I'm actually trying to get a hold of a friend that's involved with audio. I haven't talked to you for like seven years, but I'm trying to get a hold of him and say, here, I'm going to send you a CD. Can you take it apart? If I had a PC, I'd probably do it myself with SoundForge. It's a free audio program on net. I just only have tablets right now. You can take the CD. You can rip the file off the CD put it on your computer, open it in the SoundForge program, and you can take it apart in layers because that's how the audio is put together. So if there's anything that shouldn't be in there, you should be able to see. That's all because subliminals are dangerous. And if you don't know what's on there, you don't really know where it came from, it's just, I don't know, there's a question mark because anything could be embedded in there. You don't know. You can't hear it with your hearing. Well, then anything can be embedded at any time. You know, yeah. so we, need to, we just need to, if it works, use it. If it doesn't, don't. I know that when I listen to it during the day that I get agitated, so I don't listen to it during the day because it yeah. is, it's got frequencies flying all over the place. But, but interestingly enough, when I listen to it with my other earphones is when I get irritated. That's interesting. And when I, I need to use the ones that he suggested we use to get the full benefit from it. Um, and, and if it works, use it. You know, and, and we could take it apart till the cows come home. And I understand what you're saying, Ken, but at the same time, if we, if we, well, you know, if, if individual people out there have the ability to do, to analyze it, that would be awesome. If someone could download that program and then just put it in there and burn it and look at it, that would be great. There's people that have those technical skills, that's, and that and would be helpful. Yeah, yeah, that would be helpful if someone that, you know, that has that skill wants to do that and get back to us and, you know, reassure us there's nothing that they could find or whatever. That would be helpful, and there's no there's no harm in uh, you know investigation on the part of people that are willing to do it. Yeah, this is true, but but at the same time, we start complicating everything. When we start yeah. complicating everything, I start my brain just goes. It starts to not. It starts to shut down. You know, my yeah. dad says I trust David Case. I trust him. I mean, I he's another person I'd probably let babysit my kids. I just trust him. I don't know why. Well, uh, I don't. I don't trust anybody. More. I've been in this program a long time and watched a lot of charlatans come and go, and I've watched a yeah. lot of false prophets come and go, and I've seen my people following the Pied Piper over the the cliff. I have seen this. I have stopped them from going over the cliff with these charlatans, and I'm not going to let it happen again. So if I have to be the guinea pig, I will be the guinea pig. Well, that's why nobody else. That's why no one else could give Dave Void any more money. You know, I, I'm wondering why are there no itinerary posted? You know, the guy's That's supposed to be going from town to town. I want to finish what Again. I'm saying. Thank you. 
there's no itinerary of where he's going. Nobody knows where he is, when he's going to be here. So no TIs in the community could meet him and support him while he's going here and there. He also had another GoFundMe for some really frivolous shit, too. I don't think the guy's real. I think he's a fake. I think he's a fraud. He's obviously not a real target who gets feet massages. And then he said he wrote his own program. And then he never came back on the calls and answered. We'd like to hear from him. Bring him back on the call. And he can explain how he wrote his own TI program because he said it himself. It's on audio and he's never answered those questions. He's gotten $11,000 from TIs and there's no accountability and zero transparency. Anyone who would have done that would have had a huge itinerary. They would have had the moderators working with them. They would have said, okay, we're going to announce the day before he's going to be in this town so it's not too early. And then you could get the support of all the TIs in all those communities. But I've talked to lots of TIs and they're like, where the hell is this guy? Well, exactly. He just changed it. He just changed it where he's going to have an announcement. He's taking advertisement in the newspapers previous. Now, this is something new, so people can read him. He's paying for um, advertisement in the local paper in the town before so they know that they can come meet him. Why doesn't he tell the TI community so we can be there to meet him, those people in that area that maybe haven't identified themselves? And they, Why doesn't he get pictures of him walking into town with a sign <laughs> showing he's actually in that town? Instead, we have pictures of him walking on the side of the road, God knows where, and we get a picture of this big fat guy that's walking across the country and he's still a big fat guy. If I walked for two weeks, I'd be a twig. Okay, and some of us can't eat, some of us can't walk, so some of us question the validity of a guy who can do this, who we never get a picture of actually walking into a town, just him walking along the side of a road in some obscure area. I'm sorry, but the whole thing adds up to stink. It's stink it's really a great Comanche area. scam of TIs. It's the same thing as great Comanche. And I know some TIs that I was talking to are pissed at him. They say if they no, see him, they Comanche, got more than a few words. Comanche was after money. This guy's out to slander us and to point the finger and say, FFCHS, that's the group. That's where these killers came from. And those people yep. are uh, they're a loaded cannon ready to go off at any moment. And he goes to every town and spreads this message. And we're never there to meet him because he never lets us know ahead of time where he's going to be so we could meet him and actually hear him say those horrific things and contradict him and say, no, we are not loaded guns. We are harmed people. We are victims of this. No, okay. we never get a chance okay. of rebuttal. Karen, I, I appreciate what you and Ken are saying, and I know a lot of people I'm are having some problems. My concern is, let's, let's keep this, um, let's talk about Dave Cakes. Um, you know, because I, I really, I want this to stay um, positive, okay? I really do. And I, All I right, I'll stay, I'll stay away from the truth then, and we'll go ahead to Fanny Sink. Karen, Fanny, don't do that. Don't do that, please. Don't be honest? Okay, I won't. No, I'm ahead. not saying that. You know I'm not. I'm saying this is not the time or place. Where is? Well, you've got your call. You've been taking late calls. Do it there. You know, I want this to be... Everybody agrees with me on my late calls. When I bring this up, they say, yeah, that's a good point. We want to know, too. How come there's no pictures of him walking into a town? How come he doesn't advertise ahead of time so we can meet him there? You know, I say it all the time on my calls. Okay, this call was supposed to end at 1130. I can't do this. This call was supposed to end at 11.30. I can't do this. Okay, I'll leave, Linda. I'll shut up. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm not asking you that. to leave. I'm not asking you to do that. This call is now um, um, 36 minutes longer than it was planned to be. And if it's going to, you know, I understand that you, how you feel, and but I just want to walk away from this call feeling a little better, not, um, you know, not worse. Okay? That's how I feel. 
we need to, um, I understand your feelings. I do. But at the same time, I can't do this right now. I, we can't do this in the morning. I'm getting anxious when you're talking about this. I'm getting uncomfortable. We just can't do this. I just can't do this. I love you, but I can't do this. Um, we need to stay positive in the morning. I, this is what this call is about, not to get angry. Okay? Anyway, you guys, thanks for coming. I hope to see you Monday morning and tonight. Okay. Good night, you guys.